This and all episodes of the podcast have been brought to you by our generous patrons over at Patreon The Daisy Podcast. If you're interested in finding out more about how you can support the show each week, then please click the link in the description down below to find out more information about Patreon The Daisy Podcast. Thank you for your support. And I just realised I'm going to have to do all of that again because I had both the um, desktop audio and microphone turned off <laughs> while I was chatting. So welcome to episode oh, 10 no. of the Daisy Podcast. Second time round, this time with the microphone turned on. We are joined, as always, by Brim. How you doing, buddy? Afternoon. Oh, the boomer is making an absolute monster of it tonight. Um, uh, sadly, our um, other cohort, Ben, can't make it tonight. Um, he is absolutely flat out busy with IRL stuff. Um, he's asked me to handle the show for him this week, which I'm more than happy to do because we are joined by a man who I really, really want to have a good old chat with about that amazing mod base building plus. Fourth, how you doing, buddy? Not too shabby, not too shabby at all. Good to have you on, mate. Good to have you on. Old base building plus. Glad to mate. be here. Um, it was the go-to mod there for a while, and then it kind of got fell into a little bit of um, a slum when the expansion mod um, came out. But now I'm noticing a resurgence of people coming back to base building plus. Yeah, it's uh, it's spiked up a lot recently, um, and I think it's purely because of um us announcing that we're completely reworking the entire mod and adding a whole different sizes um tiers we're redoing all the models for all the tiers um and we're also splitting the mod as well so um currently the mod has obviously all the baseball and components in it but it also has um the sofas and stuff like that in it um and with this new version what we're going to be doing is all of the the sofas, uh, the beds, stuff like that, we're going to completely remove them and they're going to be in a completely different mod. So that way, if people want the sofas, they can have them without having to use Base and Plus. So it won't be a dependency. So basically, if you want you know, base items and stuff like that, you won't actually have to use the Base Builder mod in order to get yeah. those items. So Okay. So what is it that you actually do on the mod? How, can you tell us a bit about the team behind the mod? Um, so at the moment, there is, I want to say, four of us currently working on it, which is me, Chopper, Justo, and Jest. Um, Justo and Jest do the 3D modeling. Justo mainly, he's the one that has made all of the walls, all the frames, gates, and all that, what you see. Um, I handle mainly uh, the UI, um, so I'm in the mainly the UI element of it. Although I do do 3D modeling, um, I'm not currently doing much of that. Um, and then Chopper is pretty much the brains of the whole thing. He's the guy that will handle all the scripting, and he's even for a couple months while um, both me and Jester are away. He basically. So uh, solely ha- handled the mod himself. Yep. Um, which is I don't understand. It's just ridiculous how he's managed to do that. <laughs> so that's like the sort of team behind it at the moment. Um, Hennessy does um, help also with UI stuff, um, but he's currently uh, busy with real life stuff. Well, obviously, like COVID nineteen and all that lot. So he's got. Um, I think he's got family matters to handle. 
So at the moment, it's just four of us that are currently uh, working on it full time. Yep. So you do a bit of 3D modeling, so you've been responsible for creating some of the uh, actual uh, walls and all the rest of it? Well, there is this content that we have yet to decide on whether to add that will be in the base OnePlus mod, but it will act basically as external walls. So, um, obviously, now you have regular walls, which are three meters high, and we were thinking about adding walls around so that you can, instead of having to use the actual base walls, there are dedicated external walls that you can attach barbed wire to, uh, like watchtowers, stuff like that. So, if we do decide to go ahead and add that, that's what I'll be uh, modeling. I'll be doing the exterior type of things. Yep. And have you done any mods so yourself? Um, funny enough, I have, when I first started, uh, October of, I think it was last year, um, I released a very, very small easy mod, which was just longer grass, but apart from that, uh, no, I haven't. I've had, like, loads of projects that I've started, um, but the problem is with doing Base Building Plus, and then there's other things that I'm dedicated to as well, uh, like work-wise. I just don't really see myself having the amount of time to uh, upkeep a mod, as well as Basement and Plus. Yeah. Especially with this new version coming out as well, because there's so many um, elements to it that, and so many systems that are going to need to be keep like kept up to date. I would rather, you know, put all my effort and solely focus on Basement and Plus rather than have my own. And um, what about um, more doors? Um, I've seen some chatter about more doors than your mod. Um, well, at the, obviously, Jest is the, Jest and I believe Mungard are the authors of More Doors, but we were, uh, chatting about adding More Doors into Days, Days uh, into Basement and Plus as well, um, so that if people want to, they don't have to use the, um, you know, like, the doors and stuff of Basement Plus, they can actually just add the More Doors onto it, mm. so it's basically sort of like an all-in-one base pack type thing. So it all depends on whether you can either, you know, claim a house or you can build a base inside of a house using the elements. And the, all the new sizes that we actually have um, are going to help a lot with that because where before, um, with Basement Plus, you know, you'd build inside of a house and you'd have walls sticking out the edge of the building. With all the new sizes now, we have... So the regular ones we have in now um, are six metres wide by three meters tall but with all the new sizes um we have six meters obviously by three meters three meters by three meters and 1.5 meters by three which is just solely the door frame and the door itself so if you wanted to in a regular vanilla house you could just put the 1.5 by three meter door in and that would sort of solidify um it fits completely perfectly and that's kind of what we wanted to do is add loads of options to the mod where you know you didn't have to have just walls doors all six meters by three meters we want to add a complete variety sort of add like more creativity to base building that will be a massive one i reckon brim because at the moment um yeah there's there's nothing worse than uh, I, I myself i'm a big proponent brim of being able to fortify existing structures yeah yeah it's the way historically i've always sort of done 
base building myself, whether that be vanilla or using a mod. For me, it's always been about finding an existing structure that I can just fortify and kind of with with very little effort make my own rather than you know spending the the extra time to create all of the different pieces needed and get all the different materials to make a base from scratch um so i mean i i played on a server about a year ago now <clears throat> excuse me if not longer in fact that had the more doors mod and it's it's a perfect mod and and the idea in itself is perfect for um especially for uh, big clans and teams of multiple members that all share one base it comes in handy because if you go for a, like a large building like one of the apartment buildings you're not having to like fourth said you're not having to worry about you know bits of walls sticking out in places that it shouldn't doesn't look quite right from an aesthetic standpoint it can get in the way you can block areas off which a lot of server owners don't like either you quite often you find a server will have a you know a, a don't block off areas rule within the base building rule so having something like that is is really handy and not not least for the server performance as well because i would have thought having you know having a handful of of singular doors with a code lock on them is going to be a lot better than having you know doors gates fences walls watchtowers having everything having some big mega base that just essentially lags the server out yeah that's one thing that we have actually improved massively is um with all the models of the old ones they looked good but they didn't exactly fit into the sort of daisy type of look yeah. and we've sort of taken that into consideration um and we've made everything look a lot more sort of roughed up and sort of like it's just been sort of hammered on together. Um, and another thing that we have taken into consideration as well is to get the uh, lowest poly count possible on the walls. So basically what that means is like, obviously, you know, when you have a model with the amount of sides the model has, so the game has less to load in. So we're hoping as well that that will also help a lot with server performance. Um, because I will admit, playing myself, I don't play Daisy much because with modding it, um, I don't find more, much enjoyment in it anymore. Um, we're just purely because obviously I'm starting up the game constantly and I'm working on it sort of, you know, five, six hours a day. But when I've been on a server with friends, I have noticed that as soon as you go to a base that's currently built with Base Plus, you do start to get frame drops and stutters. Um, and that's one thing sort of straight away that we're all kind of like, right, if we're going to do this new, uh, rework this whole new mod, we're going to need to try and make it as optimized as we possibly can. But also give all the people that, you know, are using the mod as much variety as they can possibly get. And, you know, obviously that's with the new sizes, um, the new models, and the whole new um, system we have is actually going to make it so you can make basically a base like no other. Um, currently, with Base One Plus, you have three different models, which is Tier 1, Tier 2, and Tier 3. Um, mm -hmm. But something that we have been working on for, I want to say, the past eight months, seven months, eight months, is basically now each tier is going to have uh, three tiers in itself, if that makes sense. 
um, and we're calling them styles. So, for example, tier one, it will have three styles within it. So, style one will be horizontal planks, style two will be vertical planks, and then, say, style three will be logs, for example. Um, so, basically, you can choose, pick and choose whatever you want. But what we're going to be doing, instead of having to individually make those kits, it's all coming from the same kit. And you're going to be up, be able to upgrade the frames and the walls that are currently existing. So you could start off at a tier one style one um, wall, and you could upgrade it to a style two frame or a style three frame, or you could upgrade the panels to a style two panel or a style three panel. So it's kind of you know you can customize it whichever way you want, um, and that is for all the sizes for for um all the sizes and it's for tier two and tier three so there's a lot more models but they're a lot more optimized and as they're just proxies all it basically is is you know you're deleting the style one barricades and you're putting in the style two ones so it's not gonna add anything extra it's just deleting something and then loading something yeah so i'm hoping well, we're hoping that it's going to help a lot. And from what we've tested so far, it's actually performing a lot better than what we originally thought. I'm excited for it, mate. I, I really am because I remember um, getting to play with Base Building Plus the first time it got added to the Daisy Down Under server I used to play on. And it was amazing, mate. Absolutely amazing. Um, loved it. Um, so much variety. Um, it was a little bit janky, um, you know, with some of the ways to get things to work with each other. But it seems like it's come a long way because this is, you know, way before, um, uh, well, when it, before expansion was released. So that's quite some time ago. Yeah. So I'm really excited about seeing what you guys have done. With, have you got any sneak peeks for us? I'll stop you being I actually there. have, yes. I um, I'd sent a bunch of links to Ben, but I can... S Send them over to oh, you guys you, as well. If you just share them on your uh, screen, oh, yeah. that way everyone can see them. Um, just share them in the Discord. Cool. And you can talk us through what we're watching. I remember seeing Base Building Plus for the first time about two years ago when I first really got into <laughs> Daisy myself, started properly playing it, played on a community server that had it on. And up to that point, I'd never seen anything other than the vanilla base building that we used to have. And as soon as I saw that and saw that some of the people on the server had built, you know, big concrete bases and big steel bases and got hatches and all sorts of things going on, floor hatches, I thought it was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, see, I only joined, um, I want to say, at the uh, roughly november last year which is pretty much when i started modding actually um i had done some stuff when i was younger on armor 2 like reskinning and stuff um but i hadn't actually um done daisy so i decided to try and get into it and you know i've had a lot of help on the way um especially with um cletus and halkiana actually halkiana's helped me out a lot um any issues i've had you know, I've always just messaged her and she's just sort of, you know, um, shown me how to do certain things, um, which is, I think, a, li a lot where I've uh, progressed quite a lot because I've had a lot of help from, you know, other people. Um, 
Let's see. Okay, so this here, uh, the can you see my screen? Yeah. Yep. Yep. So this here is basically the new workbench that we've yep. decided to go with. Um, at the moment, the proxies on the back, which will hold the axe, uh, the shovel, stuff like that, isn't currently on there. I haven't currently added that yet. Um, but as you can see in a second, these are the books that we're having. So basically, what these are replacing is the blueprint. So with me learning how to do UI and stuff, I kind of wanted to bring something new um, that hadn't really been like done before in Basement Plus or in really any mod at all. Um, so basically, instead of where before you had to have the blueprint to be able to open up the UI, this is the same thing, but um, a lot of... I've spoken with a lot of different server owners and just players in general, and they've all said that they find that um, making higher tiers are too easy. So what we've tried to do is just from normal, obviously, you know, server owners can configure it whichever way they want, but we've tried to sort of add a variety and try and make it a, like harder from the get go on, if you're on normal settings. Um, so this here is the new book, which uh, Jest modelled. Um, and you can see a tier two. Oh, you've got rid um, of blueprints. Yeah. So we've got, basically, we've got rid of the blueprint and we've replaced it with the books. Um, so now, obviously, I'm going up to the workbench. And basically, what you do is you place them in and they just go onto the thing. And that's the... This is the UI here now. So basically... With all the new sizes that we have, um, we were trying to think of a way, because when we originally thought of it, we were thinking, hang on a minute, adding all these new sizes is going to add so many kit to the mod, it's, you know, it's going to be ridiculous with trying to do the types. So we were thinking about loads of ideas and like, you know, in text chat, voice chat and whatnot. And we basically decided that um, the best way to do it was to have it so it's one kit for all sizes. So now what you'll do is when you hold the kit in your hands, if you uh, click left arrow, it will actually cycle through the kit sizes. So it will do, you know, your normal six by three, um, your three, uh, your three by three, your 1.5 by three. So it means that, especially for servers as well, they won't have to constantly have loads of kits lying around for people that have you know if they've crafted the wrong kit or something like that like because one kit will do all sizes for that object um and that works for tier one tier two and tier three so we're actually not adding any more kits uh, any more different kits in it's just that one kit so it's basically just replacing it um so as you can see here um, this will have here. It's obviously not done, but here we'll have um, a image or an in-game image of the wall. Obviously, here will be the description. So, what it does, you know, the damage values, the sizes that you can build from this kit. Um, here we'll have the required materials. So, you know, like wood, um, nails, and one thing that we do want to also add in is uh, required tools. So you will have to have a hammer, um, a screwdriver, and say a hatchet, for example, attached to the workbench to then be able to um, 
craft the kit, which is part of you know making the tiers harder to build the higher you go. Because at the moment, all you have to do is you just put the you just put the materials in and you click craft and that's it. Yep. But you know, we wanted to make it sort of a more realistic. You know, if you were in the actual if you're in a zombie apocalypse, your tools after building kits are going to get damaged over time. And that's kind of what we wanted to add in. Um, so you can see here as well, we've gone for a sort of tabbed menu. So it's easy to see what you want to be crafting. And all of these look the exact same, but obviously they're going to craft all the different kits. Um, so you can see here, it's just back there. And then what it does as well, is when you add another book, it adds another tab up here. So each book will only be able to access that tier. So with the blueprint, where you could access tier 1, tier 2, tier 3, now you have to have all three books to be able to access the tiers. Obviously, you know, if you just have a tier 3 book, you can only access tier 3. If you have just a tier 2 book, you can only access tier 2. Yep. So sense. it kind of... It, yeah, it kind of makes it more of a sort of scavenger hunt as well before you would have to, you know, stay, look around, on, oh, you find a blueprint. Page, stay on this page for a second. Brim, is Jacob Mango the whore of the DayZ community? Is there anything mm, that guy I is think not he, I think, Yeah, I think, I think he's, he's getting his way around a little bit, isn't he? <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, I've, I've actually had quite a few people say that to me, to be honest. <laughs> a lot of people have been like, wait a minute, Jacob Mangos on Basement Plus? And I'm like, yeah, and they're like, damn, he's in everything. Is this some yeah, sort he's, of he's definitely a bit of a slut. plan to take over all of DayZ? <laughs> nah, to be fair, Jacob has helped out with... Um, he sent us a bunch of um, new like script things, the expansion news which we will be eventually switching over to, which will make, you know, building the mod quicker, testing the mod a lot quicker. Um, because at the moment, what we do is we pack the mod, then we start the server, then we start the client. As with his, we literally just have to press one script and it does it all for us. Yeah. Um, so it's going to save us a lot of time, which I'm actually very, very, very excited for. Because it is a bit of a pain having to <laughs> start the server, then start the client, then realize you've done something wrong, and you have to do it all over again. As with his, you can just within ten seconds you find it, you know, change it, save it, boot it up again. Um, so yeah, he's been a big help on that, and Wardog as well. Wardog has also helped with a lot of script stuff as well, um, which we're going to be adopting, uh, which will hopefully make all of our workflows um, a lot quicker than what they currently are so yep. um and then i believe yeah that's the tier three and then obviously you know that adds to tier three up there mm. um ui wise i haven't got very far because i've been sort of sorting other stuff out but what i do plan to do also is make it so that when you have the books in your hands you can left click for example and it will open up the ui and it will you can go through and look at what you need for those um, objects or for the kits before you even have a workbench. So obviously you won't be able to craft them, but you can see what you need to gather um, before you know you craft it. Um, which uh, that's uh, we get that a lot in the uh, Basement Plus Discord is um, you know how many materials do I need for this? What do I need to craft this? Um, you know what tools do I need for this? 
So, in a, for a way for us to basically stop all that, um, we're making it so that the books will have all the information in them. So you won't even really need a wiki. It will tell you, you know, all the tools you need for each tier um, in their own books as well, which will be really useful. Yep. Um, so that's one thing that I've got a sort of start soon. Um, we don't really have a release date at the moment for it. We're kind of just plodding along as we go because obviously we've got to update this mod and remake it, but we've also got a when you know we've also got to update the current one that people are using. Um, so we're kind of switching in between the two constantly. You know, update this part, update that part, and then when, for example, one point ten came out, a load of stuff broke, so we had to go fix the stuff in that. So there was like a week, a week, week and a half that we didn't work on the new version um, because obviously, you know, we don't want to not leave our current version not playable um, because that's going to harm server owners and players' yeah. experience of the game in general. Because I was just about so, to ask, what um, state is the playable version in at the moment? At the moment, the playable version has actually had a complete and utter overhaul of the snapping system. Um, I saw the video which on that. It looked really snappy. Yeah, so now uh, what you do is instead of having to look at the object, press B, and then enable snapping on, and then switch through the snapping, now all you have to do is you go up to it, down arrow, it will snap, and then you can uh, scroll wheel, and it will scroll wheel through all the different snapping points. And then obviously once you get to your um, area, then you can just place it down. Um, another thing that we've also added in is where before there was a very short distance of where you could place stuff. Um, now you can place from, I believe it's 20 meters away mm-hmm. or 25 meters away or something like that. So um, we probably will end up reducing it because obviously that's highly unrealistic. Um, but to enable people to be able to you know, build a second high wall and be able to build it, we've made it so that you can build and deploy from further away. Um, if I... Yeah, this is just showing off. And you can see here, um, I've got the tier one and tier three booking and the tier twos disappeared. So, you know, it's basically when you have one object attached, it will get rid of the other one. And if you don't have another one attached, so um, another one that we have, and I believe it, yeah, it's here. I like the way it's got the the little tabbed sections in the book as well. So it actually shows, you know, shows which different tier you're looking at. And it actually, you know, especially with the down the left side. So you've got wall, you know, door, frame, this, that, and the other. I think that's actually a really good um good way of doing it. It keeps it nice and nice and tidy and keeps it easy to easy to figure out. Yeah, see, originally, funny enough, originally, um, I was going to put just put icons of you know a wall, a door, stuff like that, and then Justo, the modeler, um, said in the Discord, "Why don't we just do uh, words instead? So wall, door, instead of doing icons, because some people may not it may not click with some people what those icons represent." Um, and I was a bit he- I will admit I was a bit hesitant against it because. I'm kind of like a little OCD freak about UI and stuff um, because I do a lot of graphics design stuff, so everything I like perfect. Um, but I will admit, when I made the change, I 
did message him and I was like, yeah, that was a very, very, very good shout. And I think it looks a lot better with it tabbed and worded than what it originally did because it makes it very, very, very clear to whoever's using it that, you know, this is for the wall, that is for the door. Um, but yeah, um, on the screen now, obviously you can see the old kits. Um, this is for the wall and door snapping, which... Yeah. I do believe we're going to end up changing the kits, and I'm pretty sure that I will probably end up making new kits for it. Because our aim for this rework is basically to completely like redo overhaul everything, redo. We don't want like one part of the mod old mod left. We want to completely remake all the models, the whole. So we basically want it to be a brand new mod. Um, obviously, you know, just with the same name. Um, so as you can see, I'm picking up the kit. And this is me switching the sizes. Nice. So it's literally that easy. You just left arrow switches, um, switches the kits. Um, so you don't need multiple kits. So you know, for server performance wise, um, it won't break the server. Um, that's the snapping, which is currently in, um, and that's me changing. And you can see now. So with this now with the walls doors and stuff like that you'll be able to build you won't have to have one side dedicated to one thing you could build say a door uh, here door and then on and, yeah and then uh, on the left you could build a window um a wall um anything a half wall does you could build whatever you want so it adds need? pardon does it adjust the amount of resources needed to build it uh, yeah, yeah. Each um each size will have a different amount of resources. So for example say say for example a six meter by three meter wall will have twenty planks, a three by three meter by three meter will have ten planks. Um so it all depends on what size you build, it will adjust the resources needed, both planks, you know, nails, uh concrete whatever each size has a different amount of resources needed which then will also be shown in the book of you know for the three by three walls for tier one you will need 15 planks 10 nails and then it will tell you so like you know how many um what tools you'll need for it and stuff like that um so you can see here as well let me just go back to that a second Hang on. So you can see here as well, it snaps in the middle. So yeah. it all, it goes over to the right side and the middle. And another cool part about this is the fact that if you wanted to still have it in the middle, you could have a 1.5 by 3 meter tall wall or a window. So you could have a window on the right side and a wall on the left side. So it adds a lot of customization to walls as well before it was one object and one object only you can now get up to three objects on uh one wall. Yeah. zombie lee just said on my chat game changer and that is it gives people more control to make the base their own not just stuck with the same um default look as everyone else you can customize it because i was sitting there thinking you know one of the things i've always wanted um was if you do build like a front door uh, a side window to open if someone's outside and they you know they get a uh, you're friendly whatever and you can just open the side window rather than 
open the full door and give them full access to your base or whatever, unless you've got two, a dozen airlocks like most people seem to do these days. But Yeah. yeah. Um, on screen here as well, you can see the um, 1.5 meter by three door I was talking to you about earlier for the houses. Yep. Yeah. Um, so you can see this is literally just a door frame. Um, well, I even like the other fits. one with the wings on the side because one of the issues is there's a lot of houses with double doors. So that other one would probably work on most of those as well, just having the one the three meter, door in the middle. Yeah, the three meter one should work for the majority of uh, double door houses as well, yeah. I believe. Um, we tried to we've tried to sort of yeah we've been going around and we've basically been trying to make it so that we give people because we're current base one and plus it's kind of it's a janky system like you said earlier um and it's also people can't build the way they want to with just the one size they have to build you know they're all slanted um or rotated to be able to make sure that it doesn't poke out the other side so that people can dismantle it so with this new system with all the new sizes they can basically build however they want you know the yeah. uh they can have love you know whatever door they want whatever size they want whatever tier they want if they want a for whatever reason if they want a um style one wooden frame that's made out of twigs and a log wall they can you know it gives them a lot of um options and a lot more freedom than what the current version does so have you got any images of what it's going to look like now once it's built um i have got i believe okay here we go so as you can see here you've got a wall in the middle a door in the middle mm -hmm. with the walls on the side you've got you know the door here with the three meter wall on the side um You've got obviously that one as well. Um yep. on the roof snapping. Now, this is probably what most people are gonna be very, very, very excited about. Um and I'm quite excited about it as well, to be honest. Um so I built a sort of a little test area, if you will. Um <laughs> so this has been a complete and utter pain in the ass um to get work and as you can see i'm having a little bit of trouble with it here because obviously the system still isn't sort of sloped out at the moment but we're adding in um a whole new roof system um so hopefully you'll be able to have edged roofs nice. so as you can see here as well uh for a brief moment if i get back we're making hatches with ladders yep so instead of having to have the stairs that everyone has in their bases currently, you're going to be able to have uh, small ladder systems. Um, and these are also going to be able to have stairs connected to them. So if you wanted to, you could have um, you know, an area that's blocked off like an airlock. But the difference is instead of having to go through a door, you have to go for a hatch um up a ladder so it makes a very good like choke point if you want to call it that for base raiding yep um so it's going to make defending for solo people because that's another thing we've wanted to do is we've wanted to try and make an equal playing field for people that don't have a lot of a big group on daisy um 
and also for people that have a big group because i have seen um on a lot of servers and in the uh, general chat suggestions that a lot of certain players have said that we need to make something um or make a base part that will help solo players because solo players will build up and then within a day you know they'll have a big group come and they'll be wiped off a server um and obviously if that keeps on happening the black person's going to get bored um and they're not going to want to play anymore um so this is another size these are all the sizes i'm just currently flicking through of the roofing um here you've got a big slanted roof and then now I'm going to go and grab another roof and I'm going to put an edge piece on. Um, as you can see, I'm having a bit of trouble with it because it's still not, um, yeah, still, not a polished off still not a polished off system, obviously. We've only really just got this working, actually, in the past, I want to say, two weeks. Um you can see now that's uh, you can it's almost like you can literally build essentially a, a house for all intents and purposes yeah. rather than the usual bases that we're all used to seeing where you know you you have to have basically the roof is open you can basically yeah. build your essentially build your own house or even or even have um it squared off um it doesn't have to be a squared base anymore um if i go and i find I have got a load of images also. Um, okay. So obviously here are the books that I showed you guys earlier. Yep. Um, these are these are all the sizes that are going to be in the new um, in the new system. Um, so is that like these crawl hatches that you've got to crawl through these, to get into another area? These these actually you can crouch in um, if you tilt if you lean your character over. Yep. Um, so. We actually specifically added these in, really, or for solos, solo people, um, because this can basically act as a type of like murder hole, if you want to say that. Yeah. They can build. They can build this on. You know, they can have their main entrance, and they can build this on the side with a hatch. And when they open it, um, you know, they can peer out, and it's very easy to move in and out of. So it basically gives a solo a very, very easy point of defending. Um, which I think is honestly awesome. Um, we were, I was testing it out with um, one of my other friends, and it is very, very, very hard to attack something like this when you really only ever see their head sort of pop out. Um, and then we've also got a three meter version of it. Um, we've got the window, and then these are obviously the wall sizes as well here. So you know you can build uh, this small little hatch frame or murder hole or whatever you want to call it and then you can build this on top so that it's the same size is it makes it three meters then um this is another um this is actually the tier three uh models that are going to be one of the styles so you can see all the sizes here also um now this is the roofs built what i was showing you a minute ago with yep. snapping this is with it all built so you can see here that you know it's all it's pretty much snapping together perfectly the stairs are working as intended as well um obviously these aren't the finished models these are just placeholders at the moment um that is all we're using at the moment it's just placeholders to get the system working um and then all we have to do is pretty much swap them out um 
that's it with the holograms um all set out now this is style two of tier two this is the new one of the new models that is going to be added in um which i think this is a lot better than the current one it's yes. a lot more uh it worn like a lot more rusted that an average person could probably hack together with a guide it doesn't look professional it looks nice and crappy but still secure i really like that model mate that is a beautiful model yeah, that's that is just as Justo's work, and I got to say, Justo is incredible with what he does. Um, the one very very small detail which he added in, which I absolutely love, is these little metal plates that he added that are rotated onto the front of it. It doesn't it doesn't add much. Um, it doesn't like you know it doesn't look like much, but I think it adds a lot of character to the model. And oh. the fact that it's also got rust stripping down on the top as well mm -hmm. and on the bottom. Uh, it sort of, you know, it gives it like a sort of weathered effect, like someone has gone to, you know, some shed or something and just ripped the sheet metal off it. and sort it. of, you know, hacked it together. Um, this is uh, style two of tier three. Um, so these are going to have, I believe, the metal, metal frames. So we're adding in new materials as well. We're adding in plywood, um, squared pipe. Um, I believe we're adding in um, half logs as well. I believe as well that will be craftable. Um, but this There's is a, a obviously in both of our chats um, saying that this has got a lot of inspiration from Rust, and they're saying that as a compliment. Yeah, actually, yeah. funny you say that. Um, I'm actually quite a big Rust player and a big fan of Rust, um, and that was actually one of the initial ideas, especially for this. Um, when Justo made this, I was blown away and I'm like, that looks exactly like the mid-tier for Rust. Um, and I, I don't know, I absolutely love it. This is the stairs attached to the hatch that I showed you earlier. Yep. Um, so, you know, you could have a wall built across the back and have it so that, I don't know, say this is your loot room behind, for example, and the only way into it is through this hatch. So it's a really easy um, place to hold. Um, these are the, obviously, the front of the books here. That's the bench with it attached. And I believe that is all I've got at the moment. Okay. Um, I would be very, very remiss if I didn't ask this question for all the uh, base raiders out there. How is base raiding going to work? Are these going to be like expansion walls and like vanilla walls, which you can fire enough bullets and you'll penetrate through? And you know, what's do you have rough figures on how much you know in the way of um, explosives or in grenades or something's going to get through the different tiers and so on? Or is that something you prefer to keep a mystery? Um, currently where we're at. We haven't. We I believe we're close to pretty much getting the vanilla sort of style in where you're shooting um, the walls, but I don't, we don't currently have any figures set on um, what we are gonna basically make it. You know, for C4 grenades uh, rounds, we don't currently actually have any figures set. Mm. Um, one thing I do know, which we I think we do want to do, is for each style, the amount will go up. Um, so, for example, style style one of tier three will take, say, one C4, and style three will take two or three C4. Um, 
and that's the reason we added in the styles so that each tier you build um it's a very very small sort of increase but it makes a big difference yes um and you know that could be the difference between you surviving a raid or being completely and utterly wiped off the server you know um so that is one thing we have because we've taken a lot of time and it's been so well since when i first joined they were talking about a rework and then about i don't know maybe two three months after then we properly started planning everything out um justo started working on all the models um a lot of models have been completely redone i know tier three i believe he had completely different models made and then decided to completely remake them so it's been a lot of like do you guys like this do you guys not let's completely remake this um and in general, the whole folder structure of the mod, the whole all the systems have been compl- completely revamped. Um, so it's been a lot, a lot of work that's gone into it behind the scenes, Mate, which it, it shows. Uh, it really does it, show. Brim, you're being pretty quiet there, but I can see you nodding, just looking at this, going, "Yeah, yeah." It's definitely that's the thing. Is for me, I love base building. I haven't built a base in a, in quite a while, so. This is this is quite good. I'm looking forward to getting my hands on this at some point and uh, and actually seeing what I can make. Like I say, my my whole base building thing is take over an existing building and just stick a door on the front and hope for the best. So <laughs> I don't know whether you're looking at uh, the chat sport. Uh, yeah, Miss Foo's just spotted. burnt Brim. Um, said Brim's just dreaming of that <laughs> glory hole. <laughs> oh God, she's you not want wrong to get either. Into my base, walk up to this little hole, motherfucker. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm, I'm honest. I'm honestly the same as Brim, to be honest. Like, what, you want a glory hole as well? Uh, well, not not quite. <laughs> but I would, you know, I would, I'd stick stick a door on a existing house, throw down a like a you know a small little like storage container and just hope for the best basically hope that when i come on tomorrow it's all still there and intact <laughs> and not taken by someone so eta on release now that is kind of we're aiming i well i can't really say we're aiming we're not really sure on when it's going to come out because obviously um with people coming and going um with development and stuff like that due to online reasons uh, like you know covid and stuff like that um and family issues um i believe we were thinking around the f- maybe the f- to the end of the first quarter of next yep, so year really march april then yeah i think it was something because the uh, the thing is we want to we will basically want to make sure that the whole thing is polished and it has the least amount of bugs as possible because I know there's probably a lot of people in both chats that have been using Basement Plus and have experienced a lot of bugs. Um, and, you know, when you're experiencing bugs with bases and stuff like that, where, um, you know, I don't know, say a part's despawning or um, it's not when you disable, when you dismem- dismember a kit or whatever, um, it disappears. We want to try and get rid of everything like that. We want to have the least amount of bugs as possible. Um, so that when it releases, it's as smooth as it possibly can be. Yeah. Um, Don't rush so it, what Take I th- your time and release th- it in a state you guys are going to be happy and proud of. Yeah. What I think we're probably going to end up doing um, is I'm probably going to end up um, renting or buying a server 
Um, and when we get closer to the release date, obviously this will be when we get closer to release date, um, I'm going to start loading the mod onto a server and trying to get as many people to join as possible and basically give them, you know, five, six hours just to fuck around with everything um, yep. for suggestions, any improvements, um, and honestly, mainly for finding bugs because at the end of the day, you know, we make the product, but it's the community that's going to be using it and it's the community that's going to be having to deal with the bugs if they do find them. So we want to, you know, sort of trying to iron them out as fast as possible um and the community obviously testing it and playing around with it is the best way to find the bugs to be honest rather than us going for hours because you know we're not gonna find all the bugs ourselves so the more what people the probably the better. To support you guys um i mean if they would like to obviously you, know, you don't have to but we do have like a Patreon and stuff that we are yep. trying to work towards to get a server. Obviously, if we don't get enough money, I'm going to be paying for it myself anyway. Um, I've sort of set send my eyes on link. that. We'll put because... it in our chats now and um, make sure you send it to the um, guest channel. Um, and I'll make sure I attach it to the video as well so people can know where to um, donate if they want to support. Uh, because yeah, I think a lot of people are becoming aware of just how much... Um, um, time and effort goes into this and on this show we've always been big brim in saying that um there's nothing wrong with you guys making a few quid even if it's to buy yourself a fucking bottle of bundy rum or bloody whatever um to have a few drinks when you're finished because a lot of time and effort goes into this <clears throat> and even the unintended consequences like i actually thought it was quite sad that you don't play the game much anymore um just because you deal with the technical side of it so much, so it's lost its appeal for you in that regard. Um, I hope to God you're not modding on Rust and you're just enjoying the game as it is. Oh, yeah, no. Daisy's the only game that I mod. Um, Daisy is actually the reason I have... I uh, originally actually got a computer when I was uh, younger. Um, I went over my one of my cousin's houses and um, he had a computer back then and he had Armour 2 uh, Daisy, um, And... You know, I was messing around with it, playing around with it. And this is, bear in mind, this is when I was 12. Um, and when I was 13, I asked my parents to, you know, get me a laptop for Christmas. Um, and that's when DayZ got released um, around that time. So I got DayZ. Um, and pretty much the reason I got a computer in general is because of DayZ. And I can say now, I'm pretty sure if I didn't play armor 2 that day or see daisy in general i probably wouldn't be on the team or even have a computer um today to be honest um daisy has been a lot of sort of you know my growing up and whatnot like and i've met a lot of really good people as well um through the community as well and a lot of uh other modders especially are very 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 helpful um you know you ever have a issue with for example, um, Baseball and Plus, you know, we've had Damon Forge. He's joined our team. He's a very, very, very talented individual. Um, Cletus helped me with stuff for UI. Um, Helkiana, again, has helped me for stuff as well. Um, I think in general, really, it's when the community comes together and they will help you out. It means a lot. Um, I love hearing and... all those names. 
like, you know, we joked about Jacob Mango before Brim, but it's great hearing these same people's names that you just see who they're, they're proving themselves to be good people of the community, helping each other out. Hey, Brim. Yeah. Yeah. Like you say, we see Jacob Mango's name popping up everywhere. I've noticed um, Helkiana's name popping up quite a lot in a lot of places nowadays. And it is really good to see that we've got so many people that are, that are being selfless with with their time and with, and with their their knowledge they're actually going on and helping other people and saying look this is how i do things maybe you want to do it that way rather than just going nope i'm going to keep everything for myself and sit on this information there's actually people like that out there that are going out and and imparting their knowledge so it, it's only going to make the the daisy modding community and, and modding in general um, you know, a lot better and a lot stronger for for a long time to come. And I think we've seen it with uh, with Namask coming out, and the, you know the different people that were involved in helping out with that release as well. It's mm. you know it's, it's it's really good to see a lot of people really helping each other out rather than being selfish about it. It's really good. Yeah, especially especially with um with modding, I would say um especially for like big projects, servers. I mean. Ben could probably say the exact same and agree with me. Modding and running a server at the same time is is a second job. It is honestly a second job. You know, I like I get home from work after a nine, ten hour day, come on my computer and, you know, I'll message Chopper or something like that. And, you know, I'll look in the bugs channel and although I not don't really respond much, I'll look through, see the bugs, and then I'll be working on it until, you know. 10 11 o'clock at night I go to sleep wake up again go to work come back home modding so it is basically um a second job that i don't you know we don't necessarily get paid for but yeah. with the satisfaction for me with modding is when i make something and i see all these people and all the like at the moment we're at six hundred thirty thousand um subscribers on the mod which is unbelievable to me you know i never thought that it would make it to three hundred thousand, let alone over half a million um and when you know i go into the comments and i see that people absolutely love the mod you know all, and all the videos as well live streams you see when people comment good things about it and i can see that people are enjoying themselves all these hours that i spend and chopper spends and everyone on the team spends all that sat it it makes it satisfying, you know, and it makes it worth it because you can see that your work is making a difference for the game and the community. And I think that's one of the reasons why we all put in so much effort that we do. And I'm pretty sure that goes for all modders, to be honest, is that they enjoy the satisfaction of making content for people and watching everyone enjoy that content that they're putting out there. I like what Miss Fu said there, uh, Brim. Yeah, teamwork makes the dream work, exactly. And I, yeah. I can't imagine... Because I like I say, I know nothing about modding, about how to mod anything or do anything like that. So I'm always in awe whenever we have a guest like you come on to show us these things. I always sit there and go, "Fucking, I wish I could do that to a degree," <laughs> you know. But it, it's really, it must be really satisfying. Like you said, you know, you, you've got so many subscribers on the Steam Workshop for the mod. It must be really exciting as a player as well. Anytime you do get a chance to go and play, you bump into someone or run, you know, you're running through a field and you spot a base and go, oh, I made that. I made that wall. You know, yeah. that, that, that must be what it's like for, you know, for, for 
musicians to sort of go into HMV and see their CD sat there or, you know, an, an actor yeah. go and see that their film's up in a cinema or something like that or on a DVD in a, in, on a Amazon or something. It. You know, it must it be is. really cool to spot that and go, I fucking, I know that because I did that. That's that's my work in the world. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It is like that a lot, to be honest. You know, I do hop on to services like I play with Ben um, every now and then. And, you know, we're just running around doing PvP and stuff. And then I just see a base and I'm like, you know, me and my team built that. We're, you know, that, that we're the reason that's in the game. And when you when you see that, it's kind of like you know, sort of like, holy shit, like, this is awesome, you know? When you see how, when you see how many servers are actually using our mod still, um, you know, even though expansions come up, because obviously, I would still still say um, the expansion system, like the snapping system in general, is a lot smoother, but I think it's the sheer fact that just the amount of customization we have, and yes. The new version is going to bring even more customization. You know, we're not just bringing new sizes, but we're bringing all new models, all new styles. Um, so I'm just, I'm honestly, I, when the day when it releases, no one will see it, but I'm going to have the biggest grin on my face because I know that all these, you know, pretty much I would say a year of working on it is going to be completely and utterly worth it. Um, and I'm really, 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 really hoping. I've been sharing your um, uh, Twitter and um, everything like that in both of our chats, mate. So when it does finally go live, make sure you go in and um, post up um, something so people can come in and congratulate you, mate. Like, um, I don't know whether you were in the chat when um, Adam released um, Namolsk, um, but that was, you know, one of the highlights of my day Z time was seeing so many people in there watching the countdown of it and that and you know people just congratulating him um on basically reinventing um daisy to an extent and you're sort of doing yeah. this with uh, base building you know base building plus i've used it i enjoyed it like i said it was a bit clunky and you know fidgety and had to watch the videos to learn how to get things to snap and uh, all the rest of it but um it's great to see this because i i'd love the the freedom of choice that people can use, you know, mix and match and slope grooves. And it just, I'm going to give you a challenge though. There's two things I think you need to add. What's that? One is a trading window. So basically for traders, I know a lot of servers um, like to have a human trader. And one of the big uh, issues has always been, where do you do the trading? So if there could be some sort of thing where you attach a barrel, you know, it gets built into the wall or some sort of crate they can build, you know, like a sliding drawer, they can put the stuff in, you take it out on the other side, um, some steel bars sort of, you know, that you view the uh, customer through. Um, and the other one, and this is one I think that will appeal to a lot of people. Now, one of the biggest gripes I hear is people complaining about offline raiding. And there's nothing you could really do unless you have strict rules on a server. But what's offline? You know, with, with people playing from all around the world on different servers, offline to you is online to someone else. So I would yeah. love to see a system of base defenses, whether it be booby traps, um, you know, basically incorporating a landmine into a floor so that the person who built it knows that there's a mine in that section of the floor or explosives, a booby trap, use an electrical kit 
and you can rig up a certain door to be a fake door or a fake window or you know something like that. The, the, the idea of a base being able to defend itself to a certain... Yep, Foxy's right in there. Shotgun traps um, would be good as well. But, um, yeah, just something that you can do to provide a, uh offline defense to your base so that there's a risk that when you raid that base, you may die raiding it even if there's no one in there defending it. I don't know if that's even possible, but I know that's probably a big, big thing, but that would blow people's minds, I reckon. Yeah, no, that's a very good point. The um the whole trading window thing we have actually or I have actually discussed um with some people and that will probably be in the separate item pack. Um yep. just because obviously with all these sizes coming in and the models, we don't want to make the mod absolutely huge. Yeah. Um we want to try and keep it, you know, as small as possible so that it doesn't take people twenty minutes to download it or, you know, and fifteen, twenty minutes. To like traders have no need for a uh, a human trader so they're not going to really be interested in that item so that makes perfect sense an add-on mod that you can install if that's what you want for your server yeah exactly um and that's the whole thing as well with the furniture obviously the only other really furniture mod i know that's out there is probably Halkiana's much stuff pack um and our item pack will basically be like an addition to that if that makes sense um so we'll have you know sort of similar things but i will have the stuff that is in the basement plus mod currently so nothing will really change from it it's just we're just splitting the pack to make it easier so that you know if server owners want to use expansion building they can but they can also use the sort of you know the decorations and stuff from bbp in the server without having to actually install um another base building mod you know just to use it um, Som it's also going to help in my chat as well. There's grenade traps um, on mods. I know Helkiana's lockers have grenade traps, so that would, that's another easy one. Incorporate a grenade if a wall gets taken down, a grenade drops. Um, so if the the attackers are too close, then there's a chance that, um, they're going to run onto the grenade as it goes off. Yeah, that's actually a very very good idea. That's what we could we could probably incorporate that maybe into um, the like gates and hatches and stuff mm. like that which would be uh pretty cool um i'm trying to find ah here we go so just to show you guys got broom over here <laughs> um this was the old this is one of the plywood ones we were originally going i with. like that uh, again i like that looks like it's all been salvaged by a survivor yes. in a zombie apocalypse looks exactly yes. as it should yeah it looks like it's like you know someone's gone onto you know the interior of a house or a roof and they've sort of ripped it off um the roofs or you know the walls and stuff like that to take it with them um which i really really like and that's the door one there you know you can see the you know the planks and the plywood and it's all different colors as well and different textures so you know it it sort of adds the whole sort of meaning of daisy of scavenging to sort of survive you know Yes. Which I, like I think is very, very, very cool. <clears throat> I'm actually um, funding um, with some generous donations from people as well um, a mod similar to this, but furniture-wise. Um, I've always felt that uh, the furniture that you craft shouldn't look like it fell off the back of an Ikea truck and should look <laughs> like it's made from stuff in the game as well. So it's, it's very, very slow progress at the moment. Um it's being um uh, the models are being made by windstride 
Um, so you know, oh, wow, the yeah. of, you know the sort of quality you're going to get of Windstrike making it. Top quality. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's why it's taking a while. Um, but yeah, I, I wanted to actually talk to you guys about um, using your model uh, for your workbench. Um, why reinvent the wheel when there's a perfectly good um, workbench out there? Um, and implementing that workbench for the same um, sort of purpose. So you attach things to it to be able to craft the different items. I mean, yeah. I don't see why they why they wouldn't. Why, why, uh, I don't see why they would have an issue against that, to be honest. Because I love you this. Know, I been... love this personal, this, this rustic sort of hacked together by the average survivor. It's just, yeah, zombie saying in my chat, um, scavenger-like vibe is solid. And again, we're settlers in a deserted area, so it's kind of obvious. It looks fantastic, mate. It it does, you know, it kind of goes through that argument of, you know, how many people could fly a chopper, how many people could build a perfect wall like um, the walls are at the moment. Not many. Most of us are just going to be slapping as much on, um, slapping as much shit on and hammering it in and making it stick. This looks fantastic, mate. I love it. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of work, and it's surprising actually, really, how much planning it's taken. Um, because when we first started, it was sort of it was sort of like just a sort of idea that we had just imagined, you know. Yeah. Um, and then we realized, like halfway through making it, we're like, "Wait a minute, holy shit! This is actually, you know, we're actually doing this. Like, we're remaking everything with all new models and." Yeah, a lot, I got to give a lot of credit to Justo to be honest, because he's the main modeler, and he's been working his ass off, like you know, day in day out, sort of making all the. And he's bear in mind, he's the only one that is making all these walls. This is all just um, with um, furniture and stuff uh, with you know other modelers like Windstride, for example, mm. uh, or Mungard. Um, I'm pretty sure they both use a program called Substance Painter, um, which you can select what parts of the model you want to color in. Is he's done all of this just through Photoshop, so he wow. will just have green lines that he will just have green lines that will have you know a square or stuff like that, and he basically has to figure out what's what, um, which also completely blows my mind. I could never ever because I personally also use Substance Painter. Um, and I could never, ever, ever use Photoshop because it takes so much longer. But with that, you can add in so much more detail um, to the models as well. Um, but yeah, Justo is incredible. And he has, I, from what I know, he has no knowledge, uh, no actual schooling knowledge of modeling at all. He's just learned it through YouTube videos. Amazing. Which, which actually is the same for all of us. Um, Chopper didn't know how to script or anything like that um baseball and plus is basically his project to uh learn how to script um i'm the same i started about what a year ago now um i had no knowledge of how to script how to 3d model um it's just sort of you know we've sort of realized huh we need people to do this so you know just watching youtube videos uh, asking people like Helkiana, Cletus, Jacob, stuff like that on like what the best approach is. Um, and the thing that I like about it as well is they don't always give you the direct answer. They give you small pieces so that you have to figure it out yourself, which in general helps a lot with learning, I found personally. 
Um, I think I've learned more in this year of uh, modding on Base One Plus than I have I, uh, like any information in school. <laughs> if I'm being honest with you, um, it's been I don't know. It's it's a very if you want to get into modding, you have to invest a lot of time into it, and you have to be dedicated to it. But it is a hundred percent worth it when you get to a point where you can basically do anything. Um, it's a hundred percent worth it. These youngers um, blow our minds, I, don't they, Brim? Yeah, yeah. I think I've said it before as well, haven't I? That you get a lot of these guys, like you know, the content creators as well, guys like Rav Plays and people like that. That you know, you look at these guys that have been these names that have been in the community for years. I mean, everyone knows who base building plus is everyone knows that base building plus exists and has done for several years but then to find out that the you know people behind these things are are so young and yet still so talented and able to do these things that other people like us can't are uh, slightly advanced ages you know it's, it's it really is it really is impressive yeah i've had a lot of people as well um because I've seen a lot in discords and stuff like that about uh, people wanting to learn how to mod and stuff like that and that they haven't really found any information because apart from maybe two two people I can think of, um, there aren't really any videos out there on modding. Um, hmm. The way I started off was just retexturing clothing. Um, but that's why I have recently been thinking about making videos um like little tutorial guide type things like you know short little 10 minute things on you know mm. how to retexture clothing how to make um a weapon how to make a site for a weapon how to make a backpack um a base storage locker so that people have something to go off and actually to learn from um that is going to be like you know step by step um and you know stuff i do might not be the completely right way but with time of people learning that they can sort of you know adjust it to their own everyone has their own sort of workflow you know people will do sometimes yeah. people will do the config first and then the model or they'll do the model then the config um but i basically my idea is to basically just make a bunch of videos to try and help those people out that want to get into it that don't really have any knowledge like i did um until and you know i want to kind of be there to help those people to what i had with you know how well, yana well, you, you let us know and we will uh plug it for what it's worth you know we only have a small yeah. audience that watches this but we will share it and um yeah we've got followers on twitter and um we know a lot of people and we'll get the word out there mate because you know i just had a comment in my chat about that um that someone wished that there was stuff out there i know matthew long time's done some videos um but it's been a long time since he did one um so i think a good series of a to Z on how to get into it and, you know, pointing to the resources that you guys used and, yeah, <clears throat> you know, even pointing them to places like the Modders Discord. Not a lot of them know that that exists and that there's a lot of information sharing that goes in, um, in or goes on in that Discord. Um, I think that's absolutely fantastic, mate, and it um, says a lot about you that you're prepared to do videos like that. Um, I think you'd find there's a lot of interest from the community out there and there'd be a lot of people willing to, you know, you could probably even do your own uh, segment, um, you know, getting on some of the likes of Windstride and stuff like that to talk about what they do. Yeah, exactly. That is the one thing with um, a lot of people usually want to start off with clothing and stuff like that. 
which is a very uh i would honestly say people say ui is the hardest area for daisy modding um purely because of the amount of code and stuff that goes into it but i would honestly say that clothing is because you have to uh, do something called weight painting um which is you basically have to paint certain areas a certain color for it to um snap onto certain bones um and if you don't do it perfectly then you get stretching in the model and the texture um which i'm not 100 percent actually i'm not the greatest at that but i'm gonna try and get better so that when i do make the videos you know people can actually do it um, again i take my and i'm gonna have to brim i can't even um I, I still draw stick people uh when it comes to my <laughs> yeah. ability mate so i take my hat off doing weight painting whatever the fuck that means yeah well it basically what it means is that it will stick to the model so when your character turns the model will turn with it um that's basically what it means but one thing i am actually in the process of doing as well because i've been thinking about making these videos for a while is i'm currently in now in the process of using uh blender because um i currently use a program called 3ds max which i believe is what winstride uh uses as well um but it costs a lot of money each year uh it's roughly about 1800 a year um so to for me to basically make it so that anyone can uh mod i'm learning blender currently because it's obviously a free resource um and that's what i want to do is make it so that people don't have to invest any money into it um i personally just buy 3ds max because it's what i'm used to um and it's what i learned off um sounds like this is a hobby mate yeah it's that's the thing is when you know people have asked me um to do stuff for them um you know like ben has asked me to do stuff in the past um and although i haven't done much for certain people yeah i've just done retextures i've said to them yeah i don't want to be paid for it because when you get paid for something it's not a hobby anymore it turns into a job because you're being paid for it and i don't want to make my hobby a job you know what i mean um it's kind of i know it's, a, it's i guess it's a weird way of thinking i know there's a lot of people that still find modding a hobby even though they get paid for it but i kind of just you know i want to help try and help people out and even though i'm not you know the best modder out there by far or the biggest name i still would like to try and help people you know even even if it makes a very small impact on their server it's done something for them that otherwise they would have to pay for and a lot of these small services and communities don't have you know money to spare um and that's another influence for making all these videos as well look on that that's very very noble and i salute you for having that opinion but at the same um time i think um it's good for you to have the option there because you know like i myself i like to um you know oh, as i said i still draw stick people um, my level of coding is limited to uh, maybe playing with XML files and JSONs and stuff like that. That's about the level that I've got. And I applaud people like you. And I know there's a lot of costs that go into this. And if there's ways that we can help you continue doing what you're doing, then don't be afraid to leave that option there for people to donate, um, you know, just maybe a fiver or a tenner or whatever they can spare um, to help share the burden of what did you say 1800 was that pounds 1800 pounds uh yeah 
Yeah. yeah. So like you, me, you, that's like three thousand Australian dollars. I was gonna say you can you can double that to, to convert it into Aussie dollars, yeah. 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 Luckily I am luckily because I have just actually finished uh, university this year. Um oh, what'd you study? So luck uh I did um computing stuff, so I did um server deployment and server setups. Um I did I, website I need a server admin. <laughs> um, i'm joking i'm joking <laughs> i did a lot i did like server deployment stuff like that um i also did web development um i need some I help did, with my I website did a lot of stuff i i used um i did a lot of like architecture so like learn about 32 bit 64 bit um you know motherboards i, I need RAM, some help with my bits. i i can i can help you with computer stuff I'll, get, I'll tell you that no, much. I, I was actually more referring to the fact that I ate one of these um, and then forgot to wash my hands <laughs> and went to the toilet, so I'm still kind of burning. Why on earth would you do that to yourself? Because I'm a fucking idiot. Why would you even eat one of those? <laughs> I had them gifted to me, so, yeah, I've got a plan oh, for okay, how I'm going to use them. Uh, we were going to do a big fundraiser next week, but um, that's not going ahead now, so I have to find a use and... They dared me, and someone donated twenty dollars. So I kind of had to do it. Um, and oh, fuck me, yeah, they you have to do it. They are hot. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, uh, that bar of chocolate that I got, the spicy chocolate, still sat in my refrigerator. It's uh, oh. I refuse to. I re the thing is, every every like hot sauce or spicy thing I've got, every any time I order a curry or anything like that, I look for the word mild because that's <laughs> what I want. And then I get these hot sauces and they say mild on the bottle. And then it's like in the bottom, oh, here's a free chocolate bar. And the word extreme is written in bold, bright red <laughs> lettering. I'm like, they yeah, look so nah. innocent. They look so fucking innocent. This is they, what they it just are. Looks, <laughs> you, like you a nice look, corn chip. Now, Moonshine like checked like, it out. They're 1.5 million Scovilles. You look like you're a drug dealer dealing in Doritos. <laughs> no, because I, I didn't want to open it just to eat one chip. Um, and I said, do you reckon they'd hold if I put them into a snap lock bag? Um, because I, I was curious as to how many are in the packet, and it looks like about maybe 20 chips per packet. Um, so that for a while then. Right, yeah, yeah no. but the, the worst part of it is it says on the back of the box. Uh, I don't know whether you can do read consume. it. Um, <laughs> if do you not have gastrointestinal problems. problems. I suffer from irritable bowel syndrome, so I'm fucked. I am fucked. And yes, I am going to be putting the bog roll in the freezer. I was about to say, just like Miss Fu said, enjoy the ring of fire. Oh. <laughs> Boyd, his wife's moving into a hotel for the next three days just to get away from the <laughs> horrific sounds that are happening. Shit. And look at all this evil shit down the bottom there, all this little powder. and oh, you got to get the you got to get the dust. That's the good stuff. No, no I'll pass on that. I'll pass oh on that. My God. Mate, this is, this is amazing what you guys are doing. I... I Brim and I, we, we're constantly amazed at the the level of skill and talent and just, yeah, you know, like I said, you guys are doing this and, you know, you start doing something not um, expecting to make any money out of it. And that just, it blows my mind that there's people out there who are happy doing this sort of stuff to make the experience better for all of us in the in the gaming community. Hey, Brim. Yeah, yeah, it's it's absolutely brilliant. The fact that there are so so many people that are willing just to, 
you know, set aside their own time. Like you say, you go and you do a 10 hour shift or whatever at work and then come home and work on these things all, all basically all for the, the love of doing it rather than expecting to be getting any sort of, you know, kickback for it. You know, it, it's great to know that there are a lot of people like that in, you know, not only in the community, but in the world that are making it a better place, you know, and not expecting anything in return. I think it's absolutely brilliant yeah i think the thing is with it as well is it kind of shocked me um with like learning all this stuff is you actually learn a lot through doing all of this like you know if i didn't do any modding i wouldn't have learned texturing i wouldn't have learned 3d modeling um i wouldn't have learned really i even though i can't i'm not the greatest scripter i wouldn't have learned any scripting um you know any graphical type of work or organization work you know ui um so it kind of goes two ways you know you make something for the community but you're also learning a lot yourself which can actually better you as a person because you can use this in different uh real life experiences you know like um i know one person um actually that had worked on stuff in armor 2 um and he had done sort of graphical work and whatnot and he actually (laughs) works for a graphics designing company now um, just through his experiences of making stuff for armor too so it can you know even though people sort of look at modding as it's like a small you know short time little hobby it can actually escalate into and you know an actual job um are you which i think is actually awesome are, are you willing to take on an apprentice because i've got just a guy for you his name's moonshine he's got a really <laughs> really good gaming pc now and um i think this would be a great thing for Moonshine to take on as a um, a side hobby. What do you reckon, Moonshine? I reckon Moonshine would have a good laugh at that. I think he'd actually be quite good at that. I think he should. I think he should. What it, what what kind of stuff is he into? Is he into graphical work or is he into modeling work or? Moonshine's one of my best mates. Um, um... Earlier this year, we did a uh, GoFundMe and bought him a new gaming laptop. He was playing DayZ on a 10-year-old laptop without even a mouse. He would use the trackpad as a mouse. Yeah. Yeah. And he did do a degree um, in um, uh, something to do with computers when he was at university. Um, But, yeah, he's got a lot of spare time in his hands. So I think we can um, uh, get him... um, he signed up as an apprentice for you. He cheated through coding class. Is his claim to fame? <laughs> I'd have the to funny, as well. The funny thing is, actually, you say about that. Um, Chopper is in the exact same situation. Chopper, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is literally the one that has been, you know, he's partly been solo developing the mod for like, you know, I would say a good six, seven months when people haven't been here. He's got eight gigs of RAM. He's got a CPU that can, I think, well, from what you told me, can barely run Daisy itself and a 960, and it's somehow it keeps somehow surviving. I have no idea how. I don't even know how he's getting all this work. I know before he's messaged me and he's like, you know, I've just done all this work and my computer's crashed and I've just lost about two hours of work and I'm just there like, up oh, rip. So it's a lot. I think there's quite a few people that I actually know that just use laptops. I know one person actually that uses a Mac. They somehow mod stuff on a Mac, which Some I have Mac. no idea how. A, um, a, Mac, uh, a, a laptop. Um, he made the molds on a laptop. I see. I I can't. I don't understand. I can't believe that. I would never 
think of unless it's a very 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 powerful laptop but the very very powerful laptops are normally double the price of a very good desktop yeah because obviously how compact they are and the design of them and stuff but i will admit though when the mouse came out it must have been what three months since i'd booted daisy up like to play and as soon as the mouse came out i loaded it up and played with a bunch of mates and they might snap nostalgia that came back to me from playing it before and and you know i've got some friends that i've known on the computer they're actually the same age as me that are you know we were 12 when we all met on a um a small server and playing the mouse again it brought back so many memories for all of us um and i feel like it's what daisy needed um in total is you know something like that to come back because it was such a big part of yeah armor 2 and it coming back to DayZ is well the amount of people that have come back you know shroud was playing it with thirty thousand viewers summit was playing it i mean i don't think i've seen DayZ in the top 10 on twitch in a while and it was i think it was i believe it was sixth or seventh which i was just completely blown away how much one map can make such an impact yeah on a game it was just it, yeah it's mind-blowing I don't and a, bit, know, a bit like but... what you guys are doing with base building plus you're reinventing it um Sumrak um didn't just go with the tried and proven formula that he had he reinvented the mosque as well and added stuff in to you know keep people guessing and oh my god and you know he, he was smart enough as well to realize that not everyone wants the full you know survival crazy experience some people just want the map so he was good enough to release it as both the map and the full mod to go with it, which I thought was a stroke of brilliance. Yeah, it's. I think the mouse skin in general has got to be, honestly, probably the most popular map that is, I would say, ever been released, to be honest, especially for me. I hear a lot um, of people talk about Taviana. See, I don't have much experience at all with Taviana, so I can't really comment on that. Um, the main, obviously, the main maps I've just played is really Chinaris. Um, One map I do really like as well is Livonia. I know a lot of people don't seem to no, really like, like it that much. Livonia. I like it. But I like how small Livonia is because you get a lot more... When I play, I'm a lot more of a interaction person. I'm not much of a shit on sight. I like to sort of, you know, walk up to people and have a chat with them. And then, you know, if they want to play for the whole evening and sort of get to know other people, I like to meet people and sort of, you know, make connections and whatnot. And Livonia is a very, very, very good map for that to meet up and have a lot of interactions with people. The landmass of um, Livonia though is, is similar in size to the landmass of uh, Chernerus. So they're not too different. Oh, is it really? I didn't actually didn't know that. From what I had heard is that Livonia was, um, quite a bit smaller than Chinaris. Yeah, but, but most people, when they're saying that, they're talking about the full Chinaris map of all the water. There's not too much oh, difference yeah. that I understand with the actual landmass. So Livonia is still smaller, but I'm going to have to just quickly duck off for a second, guys, because my lips are still on fucking fire and I need another milk drink because I'm a little bitch. <laughs> so, Brim, over to you, buddy. Ah, oh, here to save the day, am I? Fucking hell. Bless him. He's old and he's just doing stupid shit now. I think he might be going senile. I, I worry about him on a on a weekly basis. Um, but yeah, no. I, as far as Taviana's concerned, I know, like I say, I never played any of the armor games, so 
for me discovering the mouse has been quite a lot of fun because it's a map that i never played um at any point so being able to get it in this game you know as it is now it's it's not lost on me how much of an achievement that actually is um but i see i do see a lot of people nowadays talking about taviana and the idea of of taviana being brought to standalone at some point but I would have. I think there's some legal things there. I think because it's intellectual property owned by Bohemia Interactive, unless they were to give up that that intellectual property, I don't think we're liable to see that um, in standalone. Certainly not as a as a mod. They might end up work, reworking it and bringing it as a as an official DLC, like they did with Livonia. But I can't see it becoming a a modders thing anytime soon yeah no neither can i to be honest i don't know i feel um it would be a shame i you know like i'm in the same boat with you i haven't played tanya uh, taviana at all but um y- like you saying about people saying about it and stuff like that i have seen a lot of people saying um good stuff about it um so you know if it does come out i would love to be able to get a grip on it and play it because I've I've seen a lot about it. I just haven't played it. The only maps I have played is, you know, Chinaris, Livonia, and the Mausk. And like Seawell said in your chat, um, that the Mausk has revived DZ, and I could honestly agree with that. I reckon I've seen a lot of the player base come back, and a lot of actually a lot of my old friends that I have played DZ with have come back and started playing because they've seen that the Mouse has been, you know, released um back onto daisy um so i got i got 100% agree with seawell and say that i reckon the mouse has definitely brought a massive player base back uh to daisy and i'm hoping that they stay around to be honest because when this new daisy uh this new base one plus update drops sorry um i'm hoping <laughs> i'm hoping to god that everyone likes it and enjoys it <laughs> So, I yeah, mean, if they don't, you know. I'm going to make a call here, uh, Brim. I'm kind of getting famous now for making my calls, my predictions. I, I predicted what I remember predicting it, Brim. But what did I? What was the reason I predicted that choppers will come into vanilla? Something that Sumrak said, or yeah, I'm think. Yeah, I think Sumrak mentioned something on a. Didn't he mention something on a live stream or something? Yeah, or something, something about like that. And I said, "That's it. Choppers stuff. are confirmed." This one. My uh, prediction now is going to be there'll be a new map probably in the first half of next year and it's going to be a snow map. And the reason why is, and I really, really feel for them, but um, the console crowd, are, you know, we're used to them complaining about everything. Um, and I kind of under, I understand where they're coming from. Um, you know, not everyone can afford to buy a, a good gaming rig that can run Daisy well. So console is fantastic. Um, Sumrak is notorious for Sumrak lied to me once before I keep on bringing this up again he told me you'd never be able to enter the other part of the fire station and then a few months later you could enter the other part of the fire station I've never forgiven him for that Um, (laughs) but um, in this case I think there's going to be a new snow map that will get released for all platforms um, sometime next year whether it's just a a winter churnerous or something Um, but um it has redefined Daisy, and like you guys are saying, um, see well in your chat there, Brim. They came back with the Molsk, and hopefully they see how much better Daisy is now and stick. You know, they'll jump yeah. back onto Chernerus and get the old vibe. 
Um, and yeah, so well, I I seem to remember that when I think was it one point oh eight when they did the um they did the changes to the map and they added in like the ski resort. Yeah. Um, I seem to remember that sumrack it was either sumrack or it was the official daisy twitter it was one or the other i cannot remember which might have been both in fact but i seem to remember a comment uh somewhere saying that the the changes to the map is going to add something a little colder now that makes sense being that they put in a ski resort or a skiing you know that whole sort of area of the map yep. but we've never we've still never seen anything up there as far as a change in weather patterns like you look at namalsk and you go into like the main town and you know it's it looks like a town but you go out to the mountains there's snow so there's different different weather conditions in different areas so i would love to see something like that come to chanara to have it so that those ski slopes do have snow on them you know now that it's been proven that it's something that can be done through namalsk you know, I would love to see that being a thing. I don't see them doing I don't see them doing another map too soon. I would love to see them do another map. Um, but I think I think as as much as I enjoy Livonia, and I know I know a lot of people do, it wasn't as it wasn't as well received as we kind of expected. So I wonder if they'll be a little bit once bitten twice shy about the idea of 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 bringing forward a map they've done themselves rather than just promoting the mask on behalf of adam i think they will mate uh because of console you know we've yeah, really got I no idea how many people to, really. are playing on console uh, um i need I, we do need to look into that if anyone in chat yeah. knows that'd be great uh figures to know how many are playing on xbox and ps4 respectively but um it's just everyone's crying out for it and you know, all they're going to do is upset a large proportion of their player base that are bringing them in some good new money on console um, and a cheap map or even, dare say, it, a free map as a thank you to the community with the revived interest and increase the hype um, would go a long, long way. You know, like I said, yeah. I, I, I hoped um, that they would do it with Namolsk Brim. You know, we said that several times on the show. Um, sadly, yeah. that didn't happen, um, but I think it's in their best interest to do it. Yeah, and and like Sewell said, Namask has has reinvigorated Daisy, and just looking at the uh, and obviously, like I say, we can't see necessarily the console stats, but looking at the Steam chart stats, I mean, you had Namask came out on the Thursday, the third, and on Sunday the sixth, Daisy had like thirty seven thousand concurrent players, you know, so. At the moment, last thirty days, peak players of thirty thousand, uh, thirty-eight thousand. So that just shows that you know there is there is this want for for something new like that. December third at nine p.m., thirty-one thousand. So we hit, you know, Namask came out, and within three hours, we were at over thirty thousand concurrent players. So it just shows that there is a, um, you know, the nostalgia obviously plays a part there, but there is a there is a want from the community. There is, you know, people do want to see these new things. They do want to get these these other maps. So and you know that's like I say that's not including the stuff for for console players as well. So mm. you know they 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 do kind of uh, they do kind of need 
need something extra i think because that you know they don't they don't really get they get the shit end of the stick on console a little bit they do and then they get their big yeah. pc brothers and sisters um taking the piss out of them all the time as well adding insult and it's so them. much fun <laughs> what about xbox fucking sell it and get a pc like a normal person to be honest though with the consoles like looking at the ps5 specs and the xbox specs the consoles actually like don't look like they're that far off um actual pc performance at this point they're starting to um get closer and closer each year to the you know the specs and actually being able to play um you know games like pc um obviously the only downside to it is the fact that with PC, you can basically mod everything. Um, as on console, you're sort of like you know restricted to what you can do, um, and that's one thing. Is my little brother actually um, has an Xbox, um, and he plays or has played Daisy before, and I've seen a lot of people that when we posted the stuff in the Basement Plus Discord about all the new sizes and styles we were adding in. Um, for whatever reason, we had quite a lot of people on Xbox asking, oh, will this be out on Xbox? And, you know, there's quite a few people that want a lot of the mods. A lot of the mods that get released, like Expansion, for example, when that released, I saw a lot of comments that were saying that, um, you know, is it going to be on console? Is it going to be on console? We want it on console. There isn't much content on console for modding and whatnot. Um, which, you know, if it was a possibility, which I don't, believe it is from what i know but it would be nice if some way somehow they could even like you said even another map just to give the player base something new to play and something new to explore um would be a massive massive thing for consoles um because on you know on pc you're looking on the workshop there's new mods every day you know new content coming to daisy every day as on console they've got the same thing for months on end type of thing until you know a new update comes out an easy, um, an easy from, thing i think they yeah, could was, do would be just to release a winter churneris it wouldn't be that hard um and i know the first time i played winter churneris um it was like a whole new map for me because everything looked different you know once you've got a couple of thousand hours in day z you could look at almost any forest and go oh yeah that's the forest near such and such and you know you can pretty much run around in pitch black and you still know where you're going um but that would be a simple, simple thing that would probably not take too much time. I'm guessing, again, you know, we're, we're pretty bad on this, aren't we, Brim, for going, oh, that's an easy don't, thing to do. And then don't fucking lock me going, in with you. Actually, that's not that easy to do. Or, you know, Jacob in particular is really good at calling us out on that and to one. Um, but yeah, I guess it might be a simple thing to do as an existing model I mean, already. Yeah, for what I know um, about um, map building, because I actually, when I first started uh, modding, I actually was making, originally making a map with Matthew Longtime. Um, and from what I can remember from um, making the map is that the ground textures and stuff is done by something that's called a satellite map. Um, and what that is, it is literally just the texture of... It's like going on to Google Earth, for example, mm -hmm. and screenshotting a piece of land. Um, so I'm pretty sure the only thing really you'd have to do... Obviously, you know, I'm not saying this is how easy it would be, but I, I'm pretty sure all you'd have to do is make a sort of a white version of it and then just replace it. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that is 
how easy it would be. Obviously, it may not be. It could have changed a lot since I last did it. But from what I remember, it is just a satellite map, which I believe you just have to change. And obviously, you know, a lot of people have said with these winter maps that have been coming out, like Winter Chinois and stuff like that, that um, having the ground is white and snowy is awesome. But they'd also like to see the trees have snow and stuff added onto them, which, you know, it's a very, very, very small um adjustment but it can make a massive difference to the player's player experience um especially with all these uh like mass for example um you know they've got snow gear and all their mods and stuff like that but the only way you can really utilize that clothing is if you're laying down on the snowy grass is if there are you know snowy trees and stuff like that then you know it could be like any normal sort of playing experience on DayZ and just crouching in a tree and just trying to hide yourself with all the snowy gear. But yeah. You definitely don't want to be laying down in the snow on the mouse. I can promise you that. <laughs> there's uh there's a little thing we get around here called Chili Willy and it ain't very fucking fun. Oh which which sort of chili willy are you talking about? The type I've got or <laughs> no chili <laughs> as in cold, not as yeah. in spicy. Okay, well, we have an hour and 40 minutes. That's what I, I love talking with people like you, Forth. We're an hour and 40 minutes in, and yes, we kind of divulged a bit and talked a little bit about Namols, but we haven't even started on the um, other topics on the agenda tonight, mate. But we are all going to be watching Base Building Plus with um, avid interest, mate. The, the changes you've made is something that I know a lot of people have been calling for, a mod that has it all in one the ability to build your own standalone McMansion if that's what you want, or just lock down an existing structure. Um, what about one thing I didn't ask was what about barricading windows? Um, what like the Mordor's mod? Yes. Do you mean? Uh, yeah, we're actually. I think we are implementing that into Basement Plus from what we've been chatting about, and um, obviously Jest, the author of um, Mordor's, is on the Basement Plus team. Um, and I believe we were trying, uh, it must be, what, a week, week and a half ago? We were actually chatting about just basically combining the two. Um, and one thing I'd really like to do is have the different tiers of window barricades. You know, have you could have um, plank barricades, yes. uh, metal pole barricades, um, stuff like that. So that is definitely something that we want to add in, though, because... Um, I love the idea of taking a vanilla house and just adding a door yes. to it and then vanilla barricades onto it and it's claiming it as your own. As well. And, you know, like for the, for the more hardcore servers like I like to play, where resources are going to be few and far between, it's going to be more economical for people just to lock down existing structures. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, obviously, if it was a real-life scenario, you're not going to build in the middle of a field. You're going to try and take over an existing building. Um and that's kind of like one of the things we have been pushing for uh, with the new sizes. So, Just as in my chat um, saying, I'll leave a separate module for people who want that too. Yeah, that would be... Uh, that's the thing is we would give people options. Um, options are good. And that... Yeah, exactly. And that's what we want to do is, you know, if people wanted the base one plus mod just by itself, they can have it. If they want the furniture from it, they can have it. Um, instead of having to load the whole thing itself, um, you know, they can pick and choose what they want. Um, which, you know, I think is a big part of it, allowing server owners to have a lot of freedom with what content they want to, you know, pick and pull and put on their servers and whatnot. 
because yeah. at the end of the day, it's going to affect their um, it's going to affect their server performance and also their player base as well. Um, but yeah, at the moment, we're just basically we we're talking about. It, we basically thought it was just long overdue to just redo everything. Um, and you know, realistically, base building. As soon as base building came out in DayZ, it was pretty much a core component of the game. Everyone wanted to do it. Um, and that is what I would say with a lot of confidence that our mod is one of the core mods that a lot of servers will choose is because it adds so much into it with the snapping, for example. Um, same with expansion, but with the base one plus, obviously you have the more tiers and stuff like that. Um, so that's why we thought, you know, it's time to redo the whole mod, make it perfect adds loads of content in where you know they'll never there won't be one base that's the same as the other um and basically just try and redesign the whole core of the game um and make it you know 10 times better so i love it mate i love it and the people in chat have been very very excited at this as well mate so please continue on doing what you guys are doing um it's 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 awesome to see mate it really really is um okay before we start on the rest of the agenda i want to do another quick shout out i'm just going to share it in your um chat brim and then i'll share it in mine but um our mate um lkp1 um his music if you are a streamer or youtuber uh, is still up for sale and we talked about it last week but he's going through some hard times at the moment folks so if you're looking for some good music um, designed by someone who not just composes music, but he composes music aimed at Daisy. Um, and he also, I've been chatting with him uh, behind the scenes as well. Um, he also said he's up for any custom work. So if you're doing, if you want something unique to your project, to your stream, to whatever, um, hit him up. He He's open to anything, folks. Um, so you'll be, doing yourself a favor and doing him a big big favor uh, by helping support someone who is a bit down on his luck at the moment and i wish him all the best um check out his music uh, he's got some really cool songs like i said probably my favorite one is uh i actually listened to another one the other day uh barely infected when he was doing the village service did a big speech there about the village and he actually turned that speech into an electro funk dance sort of fucking song it was amazing absolutely amazing again Another one of these incredibly talented people, Brim, that make us look like absolute plebs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I th if I'm not mistaken as well, I think, and I, I, would, I would advise people to double-check before they uh, take anything I say with uh, as gospel, but I think his music is uh, royalty-free as well. So if you're worried about DMCA strikes on YouTube videos or on your Twitch stream, you know, you shouldn't have to worry about that. It's all it's all covered under the under the the purchase. Yeah, you of get the, the song license to use itself. it with the purchase. So you're all good to go. So spaggy.com forward slash music for those listening or watching this later. Uh, here's the link. Um, that link again, spaggy.com forward slash music. Okay. Um, uh, let me go to the weekly show agenda. Scrolling up. Now, Don Sibley shared a um, message with us. I couldn't find the actual link to it, but not sure if worthy of a mention, guys, but thought I'd drop it here. 
made a video last night showing console community servers, how to get a server they own on the first page of the community tab server list for DayZ. After I posted it, I found out people have been charging a monthly subscription to server owners for their servers to put up on the first page. Glad I exposed it now. So again, I'll share this link in both chats. Um, but basically, uh, it's, it's a little bit more complicated, but it's the same sort of uh, principle as what you see in phone books um, when you're looking for a plumber. Um, and the very first plumber is usually always guaranteed for him. Wow. You AAA never know, do you? Services. AAA fix your pipes. They always use that AAA because it gets them at the head of the list. And it's yeah. a bit more complicated because of code um, involved in the naming of a server. But yeah, there's a way you can bug it here. He actually went into like JSON or XML and got some weird symbol that counts even before numbers. Um, and he entered it in. And sure enough, his server went straight up to the top of the list. <clears throat> Cheeky little technique, but yeah, it's um, something. It works. It works. Console. Definitely worth checking. To be fair, to be fair, I think they need on console. It's a shame, but they, you know, they do kind of need all the help they can get with getting, you know, getting server players. I mean, there's a lot of people that play Daisy on on console, not yeah. just on Xbox, but on PS4 as well, of course. And I wonder, you know, that it's got to be. Uh, is they've kind of it's it's a little bit of a, a cheeky trick, isn't it? A little bit. I don't want to say scummy because that's more, probably a bit too negative. But so it's a cheeky little trick. But uh, you know, I think I think they kind of need it. They need all the help they can get. Unfortunately. And actually, that just reminds me of something. That just made me think of something. I need to check. Please go in to the um, Daisy Podcast Discord and chuck a vote on Don Sibley as a rising star um, for twenty twenty. Because, man, that guy has just come so far this year. Um, and he is, um, I think it got said last week, Brim, he is one of the most underrated um, Daisy content creators out there. The stuff he does is next yeah. level. Absolutely. Especially with all level. that green screen that he's been doing. Did you see he put a thing up the, uh, you know, how Daisy, the official Twitter are doing that. Come and take a, you know, come and take an in-game screenshot from, you know, this location you know, and you can you you know you can win something or whatever you know some challenge whatever it is. And Don went to the the uh, the extra level of uh, of actually getting that picture and then green screening himself in to that picture yeah. rather than going in game. You know, and I thought I thought that was absolutely brilliant. That's awesome. He is. He's. he's he, have you seen his um, little? Have you, do you follow him on Twitter, Fourth? Uh, I haven't seen anything of that, but I just the idea of him green green screening himself onto it to me is just he's awesome. Done some, he's done some absolute bangers. Um, he had one where um, he flew in across the screen inside a Merlin chopper um, and was talking, and then people started shooting. He goes, "Oh, and he's looking out at the chopper, and he's like, oh, that's Shroud, that's Summit. Oh, wow, hi guys!'" And then shots get fired at him. And he's like, "Oh shit, get out of here! He's got a blaze!" And the chopper takes off. Um, another one where when the Molsk was released, he was walking around in the Molsk, um, and it was his review of the Molsk. He walks up to the camera and goes, "It's fucking cold. It's fucking cold." <laughs> <laughs> it's just brilliant what he's doing. It's it's nice to see someone, yeah, just doing something a bit different. And yeah, I'm I'm really really impressed with what he's doing. Um, he's an absolute legend, and we've got to give him a shout out, Don. 
uh, sorry, Brim, he rated you before the podcast as well. Um, he's he a did. big supporter of ours and a friend of the show. He's he's phenomenal. Absolutely fucking phenomenal guy. A genuinely nice guy. One um, of the few. One of the few left. <laughs> Arkansas. What the yes. hell was Arkansas thinking with this tweet? Now, give me a sec. Let me just um, oh, no. bring it up. I love Arkansas. Oh. I love him with a passion. Now, he teased us ages ago with the hype train. That was pre-expansion as well, wasn't it? That he said he, yeah. said he was going to the hype train, and then all of a sudden we forgot that he existed because expansion And then he goes popped. and teases us by putting a bit of train track on fucking the Molesk. Arkansas, where is our hype train? I want my hype train. I think we all want that thing at this point. Yeah. Did you see the comments on that tweet as well? The comments were absolutely hilarious. Will never be released. <laughs> Wait, are these using splines? Uh, uh, looks like something a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. That, that person at the top with all the numbers in their name that said will never be released. If I'm not mistaken, that's Grostron. <laughs> oh, Ben, that's a burn. Is this the representation of a frozen project Kappa? <laughs> all aboard the hype train are we close to it probably fell yeah okay i'm glad i'm glad you got me to look because yeah that that one was a good one by ben i'll pay that one i will pay that one yeah we we enjoy our good burns here don't we uh brim oh don't we just speaking of which shameless plug time again um Go into the most memorable Daisy-related moments and vote for the ultimate burn, the Daisy Twitter account. Oh, that was phenomenal, wasn't it? That was absolutely phenomenal. Do you know, it's funny because I literally, I love that I was the one that went back and found that as well. Because yeah. I, I, you you put something, was it? You put it in the admin chat, yeah. the Discord, didn't you? Saying, and it, it must have been about two o'clock in the morning for me. And I, as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, I've got to find that. And I literally had to sit there for about half an hour thinking, like, when was that? I had to go back to the old episodes to check when we had Yakub on the podcast because I remember that we mentioned it to him. I went proper, like, deep, super sleuth fucking Sherlock Holmes finding that. And the amount of shit I had to wade through, people's responses to the Daisy Twitter makes me want to uninstall Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> but we've got to give the guy credit, Darwin the Turtle. Um because he had Mixer in his um, profile at the time. Um, he took it very well. <laughs> yeah, he was a very good sport. Yeah, he was. He got absolutely roasted um, and didn't crack a wobbly about it. And it was just fantastic to see him take it on the chin like a man and, yeah, just go go with roll with it. He replied to a lot of people as well. Yeah. He re he replied to a lot of people who were like, "Oh, that's a good burn and that." And he he literally he must have been sat there for hours just replying to people like, "Yeah, no, they got me with that. That was really good." And he he was a really good sport about it. He was, he was. Now, um fourth, have you seen the live action Daisy video? No. I didn't even realize that was one, if I'm being honest with you. Yeah. Um, oh. This is the Twitter account. 
Um, and I've actually been chatting with the guy. Um, I can announce it this week. He's actually coming on the show next week, Boom. Oh, nice. And he'll be talking about um, filming. Um, have a guess what country they're filming it in. I'm guessing Czech Republic. Nope. And my only other let's guess see. would have been like Lithuania or something like let, that, let, then some Eastern European place. Let's see if anyone in chat can guess. Russia, maybe? Nope. Nope. Not Wales, not Serbia. Fuck's sake, Kaiser. What sort of spelling is that as well? Take the H out, <laughs> Wales. Jesus Christ. Nope. Not Utah, not Norway, not Poland. Germany. Think hotter. They're not filming it in Oz, are they? Yes. Are they really? Fucking yep, hell. Be... I, I was looking at the um, first video and I was going, because I spent a lot of time in the bush when I was in the army. Uh, and I was going, fuck, that looks Australian. But who would film <laughs> a series about Daisy in Australia? And turns out, sure enough, it was being filmed here in Australia. So episode <laughs> Just two sitting there looking through the video. Like, That's my fucking house over there. What the fuck's he doing? <laughs> Shooting around by my house. <laughs> no, it is um uh, episode two is coming soon. Um and we I am really looking forward to it. Plus, we've got the one that is actually being filmed in the Czech Republic right now. Um, plus there's something else I know of, but that's all I can say. That's all I can say. Oh, you prick tease. Oh yeah. I I've got to <laughs> I've got to I've got to keep something there to keep you going, Brim. I can't just tell you everything and you know, I've, I've got to keep something in reserve. Yeah, yeah, there is that. But no, very very excited. Definitely worth checking out um fourth. Um the first episode was um it got some really really good uh reviews from people. Um if you give me a second. Um yeah, I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna have to watch these because I um I play a lot of uh, Escape from Tarkov, and they have like their live action things, and I enjoy watching those. So it'd be cool to watch. It? There's episode one just getting posted um in the chats now. Oh god, I've got bloody screens everywhere. Okay, I've got managed to close the screen. Give me one second. There we go. Posted it in um, YouTube chat as well. So for those that want to uh, see it. But yeah, it, it was brilliantly done. Like he's here. You know, Managed to find gear that looks relatively like it's from DayZ. I've got to give him credit for oh, being wow. able to get his hands on um, even fake guns in Australia. I think the only country worse than us for guns is the bloody UK. Well, well, you you say that. Yeah, that's what I say. You say that. <laughs> you, should, uh, you should spend a couple of hours down my end of the country of a, of an evening and uh, yeah, fig figure out that that's not necessarily the case. Yeah. Similar to where I live as well. I live yeah. in the middle of nowhere in the UK. Um, and every now and then you'll hear a gunshot go off and you've probably, you know, some farmer shooting something or something. It's it's a lot easier to get a gun in the UK 
legally as well, um, with the government's permission or what have you, than people think it is, than people assume it is. But yeah, I think isn't there quite a big um airsoft uh community in in your part of the world, Boydie? I saw recently something on Twitter about no airsoft, about airsoft. Is banned in Australia. Um, is what it? we do have is gel blasters, which are um, a very weak, poor cousin. They shoot these little um, rehydrated water beads. Um, they've got a range oh, of about those. 20 to 40 metres. Um, they won't even allow airsoft in Australia. Too scary. Wow. Yeah. Kind of understandable considering the reason for the ban overall. But, yeah, kind of kind of sucks a little bit, doesn't it? It does. I'm quite surprised by that, to be honest. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it surprises a lot of people. They're trying to fight it. And there's possibilities, but yeah, we're getting a bit off topic there. But um, guns is always a uh, um, touchy subject with a lot of people. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, congrats to Sour Sweet. Yeah. Sour Sweet, 100,000 subscribers on YouTube. Um, definitely. Um, oh, what's going on? Why is the screen not? Okay. It's funny go. how quick as well because he put up a tweet a few days before saying um saying oh getting he was on like ninety nine point five thousand or something like that. It said like you know only only a few to go type of thing, and then all of a sudden bang within like a day or two he'd uh you know, he had managed to hit hit that sweet spot that that solid number. So fair dues to him. Very big milestone as well. It Isn't is. that when it's you a get big, your uh, a big YouTube. milestone? Get your first YouTube play button at 100k, I think, don't you? If yes, I'm not you mistaken. Do. Yes, you do. Silver play yeah. button. So we'll have to um, highlight that when he finally um, releases an image of that if he gets approved for it, because um, it's not guaranteed. They can still say no, but I honestly can't see why they would, why they would say no to a Daisy YouTuber. But um, yeah. So congratulations, South Sweet, mate. Very, very happy for you. And onwards and upwards. And um, they say the first 100K is the hardest. I've only got 98,000 more to go. Um, but <laughs> Got a lot less to go than me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the man has just shown up in your chat as well. But we talked about it before. But, oh, my God, is Namolse killing it right now? It's all pretty yeah. much the majority of people are talking about. Um, but he uh, actually tweeted out, I'm humbled to say that last night, not even a week since the Molsk release, Steam Workshop item for Namolsk Island has reached 100,000 subscriptions. Thank you and welcome to the frozen wasteland, everyone. I hope you enjoy your stay. And the photo was from another Aussie, Hey, It's Me, Fleur. Um, who's another one of those quiet um, supporters of Daisy in the background. Um, she's involved in almost everything in, in Daisy here in Australia, her and a man on Cooper. Um, but yeah, uh, everyone unsubbed now, please. <laughs> Work on updates is ongoing. First update has already hit public branches yesterday and more is in the works. Thank you for the continuous support and feedback. Join us over at the official Namols Discord, um, which um, if someone could feel free to post that in both chats, um, that'd be great. Um, so you can get in there and get all the information uh, he was even kind enough to put the follow buttons in there so people can follow for the official announcements in their own um, discords as well, which is a nice little um, addition to have done. Um, the question I have for you, though, um, Adam, 
is when are you going to put a sub button on your Twitch channel? <laughs> Get it on there, man. Get it on there. To be fair, I like. I think I, I mentioned it a little bit. Uh, talking about Namowski, I mentioned it a little bit on uh, on on my streams recently this week, talking with people about Namowski, and you know, it, it's a bit. It's a big enough achievement that that Sumrak has managed to release Namowski as a standalone mod for the current version of DayZ standalone, like that. That doesn't get stated enough. Like that is a hell of an achievement in itself. But the fact that it's only been out for a week, just over, and it's already reached a hundred thousand subscriptions, and he's already put out a public update for it. In, in in you know in what nine days it's been since it came out. Like that's that really says a hell of a lot about about the project and about the man behind it. In my opinion, it does. It does. <clears throat> a lot of dedication it, have you tried it yet fourth you said you jumped on um i've yeah i jumped on for roughly about half an hour just you know looking around um with friends you, you know to stay alive for half an hour on your first run on the moles kudos to you well done well, no i wouldn't say i wouldn't say i stayed alive for half an hour more like you know, because it was on, basically, we went on to one of my little, like, local servers that I have at my house. Um, so, God Mode was enabled, <laughs> and we <laughs> were all going around together. Uh, we mainly just went on for the nostalgia, because, like I said, you know, there's, it was such a big part of when I used to play with all my old friends um, back in the day. Um, that we kind of just wanted to all go in together and sort of relive the moment of us all starting it up once more together type thing. And going around it together um but i gotta say though with adam as well the amount of dedication because obviously he's the lead dev of DayZ, and then working on a mod you know as well as streaming you know you would have thought yeah you would have thought he would have got a bit sick of Daisy, but <laughs> having that much in his life but you know he obviously cares a lot about the game itself and the community behind it um and well, I mean, it shows with the amount of numbers that the mouse has done in its short time as well, which yeah. I, you know, I couldn't think of any better way for, you know, to release the mod and get a hundred thousand in less than a week. That's ridiculous. I think that's absolutely insane. The amount of support the community has been um, shown as well um, has been absolutely awesome. You know, I've seen nothing but positive comments on, you know, Twitter, the streams, um the workshop everything but it's uh definitely a thing that i think daisy needed in general oh definitely definitely like i said yes it's brought so much life back into the game uh absolutely fantastic and he should be very very proud of what he's achieved um and the support from everyone has been fantastic to see as well it's been a big uniting um factor for a lot of people in the pc community you know, every it's all about the mosque at the moment. Everyone's playing the mosque in one way, shape, or form, and it's just it's fantastic to see. It really, really is. Um, the next item on the agenda. Um, now Headhunter CFC sixty eight suggested this one, and this is a bit of a contentious topic, but we don't shy away from stuff like that. Um, he put a comment in here as an active fan. And it ties into our last point. Um, 
a bit, but as an active fan of Twitch and in particular a large number of Daisy streamers, I have noticed over the last few weeks how irritable and actually salty some streamers are becoming. Most of these streamers, to be fair, do explain that if you don't agree with rules or like certain aspects of the stream, then you could leave and find another streamer, which is straight talking and to the point. However, I do think that over the long term, they will start losing subs and regular viewers. Personally, I think that some of the streamers are playing so much that they are physically and mentally fatigued and face burnout if they don't take a break. This is a double-edged sword. Carry on and get a reputation for being an ass, or reduce stream hours and or take a break and potentially lose their popularity and viewer numbers. Discuss. Um, yeah. So, I, um, Headhunter is well, one of my one of my subscribers uh, yep. from my Twitch streams, and we've had a little chat about uh, about that specific subject and about you know sort of people's different people's ways of doing it. I think we've mentioned it on the podcast a couple of times, haven't we? That we see a lot of like the big Daisy streamers, guys like Minder, who, for all the respect and and that he deserves and should get, um, and, and rightly does. I think his recent his recent sort of um, public meltdown, if you will, his re- his recent sort of uh, things that he's been saying on Twitter and on sh- on streams, on clips that have been shared, kind of highlight exactly what Headhunter is saying there. That you know, Minder, for example, Minder himself, he's a guy that does a lot of twelve hour streams. It is his it is his job. It's a full time occupation. You know, so he has to. He can't, oh, I don't know if he has to, but I'm sure he certainly feels like he has to you know be there several days a week you know 12 hours this isn't this isn't just about mine he's not the only one there's a lot of um people that you know you just see them on whatever day um it's got to i put a comment in there that you know they get to the point the the big guys in particular who are doing this full-time for a living it gets to a stage where their chats are almost looking at them forth as dance monkey dance you know, why aren't you entertaining me? You know, how often do you see in their comments forth? I don't know how much you watch, but, you know, for fuck's sakes, kill someone already. Um, for fuck's sakes, and, you know, it, it must get hard for them forth. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, you know, I, you know, I mean, I personally don't play Daisy just modding, let alone doing it full time, you know, day in, day out. And, you know, I, I can only be doing it for, you know, five or six hours and then I have to get off of it. But doing, you know, like you said, Minder with 12-hour streams, and I know a lot of other streamers um, will do, you know, 10-hour streams, 12-hour streams. I can imagine that, you know, a lot of streamers would eventually get to the point where they're burning out. That's why I think that, like, and I've had a conversation um, before with someone um, and said to them, you know, um why don't you have certain days where you do certain games um so you know like have a couple of days a week where you play day z and a couple of days a week where you do something else because at the end of the day you know if you get burned out and you're not enjoying what you're playing it's gonna resemble that in the content you create and then therefore the chat's not gonna enjoy either um, yeah. it's like sort of like a, like a domino effect if you know what i mean it is, but it, but for him, it's it's much harder to, in my opinion, to establish yourself as a variety streamer than just a a single game streamer because variety streamers rely more on their personality, uh, yeah. whereas single game streamers can um, maybe, and I'm not meaning this in a negative way, saying that they don't have a personality, but um, what they lack in the showmanship that say a Don Sibley has, 
um, they can make up for with pure knowledge of the game. They become a um, a, a place uh, for people who want to know more about the game to go to. Yeah, and the way I kind of look at it, if from from guys like Minder, Toprek, those big names, running mans, from their perspective, obviously I've never been at their level, so I can't necessarily say for certain, but the way I look at it is, for those guys, it is a full-time job. So if you look at any other full-time job, whether you work in a supermarket, whether you're a police officer, whether you just work in an office, you know, you have those set days and times that you work, but every so often you just, you need a break. You need a holiday, you need a vacation, book yourself a weekend away with the missus and the kids, you know, go spend two weeks all inclusive in Spain, get absolutely hammered off your face for two weeks, come home and start all over again. And I think, it's there's such a, a grind mentality with with content creation whether it be um you know streaming doing youtube videos regardless of what game historically over the years it's been very much you have to grind it you have to be there every day doing something doing as best you can and it, it like you say it does get very repetitive and it gets eventually you're going to get to that point where you're going to burn out and i think because of the the the, the industry is so focused on that working constantly and grinding to get what you want no one takes that time to step back and look at things and go right i've been playing daisy or or whatever other game i've been streaming i've been creating youtube content for the last however many years non-stop every day i need a break let me go and have a holiday let me go and take a couple of days off spend some time with the family come back fresh and, and, you know, and once you do that, you're going to lose a little bit of your numbers every so often, you know, your viewership and your followers or whatever, because you're not there. But your your content overall, in my opinion, would be better off for just having that break. I've done it recently in the in the Steam Autumn sale. I bought the uh, the 2018 version of uh, Hitman 2 and for about two or three days, even on stream, I sat and I played that instead of DayZ. Because I knew Namask was about to come out, I didn't want to burn out before I before Namask came out. So I played a different game for a few days, streamed it a little bit, and then Namask came out, and it's back to it. And I think that's that's helped quite a lot. But the the, the danger there is, and you touched on it, mate, um, that the the loss of subs, the loss of viewers. Um, you know, Twitch is one where if you don't stream for like, um, I remember when I was modding for the Running Man. Um, yeah, he would take a week or two off here and there, and he would lose not just a few, but he would lose hundreds of subs. And you add yeah. that up, that's a lot of money forth that he's losing. YouTube, on the other hand, is one of the most convoluted and complex um, systems that if you're not uploading regularly, um, then it drops you out of the algorithm. It punishes you. Twitch and YouTube, yeah. as much as I, I love doing this, Thankfully for me, it's just a hobby forth. But for these guys who are making a living from it, the stresses that they've got to be under to constantly dance monkey dance or the yeah. the, the viewers who, you know, 99% of them, they're, 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 of the um, viewers, the, the way that these streamers and that are making money is from ad revenue. Um, and they'll just go somewhere else. You've got your loyals, your diehards who will stay no matter what. Um, and feel lost when the person's away for a week. But the others will just go somewhere else, and it will take you time to get them back. It's a cruel world forth. Yeah, they'll just hop and skip through streams, the people that aren't 
you know, sort of dedicated to the watching that person. Um, I've seen it quite a lot um, with certain people. Um, like when um, someone called Sada plays, I'm yep. guessing you guys might know, um, he used to stream a lot and he used to get, you know, two, 3,000 viewers. Um, and then when he came back, he was barely reaching a 1,000. Um, and, you know, at one point, he was one of the big, big, big content creators out there. Um, yeah exactly um so it just goes to show that you know if you don't if you're not constantly on top of it then like you said it does punish you and that's why i feel like it sucks because a lot of these streamers you know they might want to have breaks off but they're worried that you know Mm -hmm. "Hmm, if i have a week off then how many how how many people am i going to lose like am i going to lose half my audience or three quarters of my audience so they like have to force themselves into this position to keep on just going with it even if they you know don't want to for their like livelihood um which i think honestly is horrendous um i would never really want to be in that position if i'm being honest yeah um you know i would rather just have a normal a normal nine to five job like i do now rather than have to have all that stress because yeah. it, it, like you got to bear in mind it's like at some point all that stress is going to build up and then eventually someone's going to break so maybe um, just maybe viewers if any of you are watching this the next time you see a streamer is having a bad day just say to them you know are you okay buddy how you doing you know, let them know you actually care about them as a person and not just you know someone on the idiot box for your entertainment uh, because they put a lot of fucking time and effort and a lot of money um, especially the small guys who are trying to become big, um, you know, once you get to shroud levels, you don't need to worry about it. Um, you know, he fucked off to another platform and came back, and everyone was still waiting for him. But for you know, even the big guys in DayZ, like the Running Man and Toprek and so on, um, you know, if they take a month off, it's going to hurt them. It's going to hurt them hard. So show some loyalty. You know, if you've got a five spare, chuck it their way. Um, they. <laughs> They're contractors in probably the worst possible sense of it um, because it's a very, very fickle, fickle industry. This uh, Twitch and YouTube is in a broom. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And I, I wonder, talking about uh, mentioning Toprek there as well, I wonder if maybe he's a little bit ahead of the curve at the moment, what he's doing, because on top of his normal YouTube uploads and the fact that he streams, he's recently opened up a second YouTube account yes. which is for his IRL stuff where he's doing just bits and bobs, hobbies that he's into and stuff. So I he's, haven't he's watched it yet. Has he gone mushroom picking? Uh, I think he did with the, on the first video. I've not awesome. seen it yet. I've awesome. not watched it. Um, looking at the thumbnail and, the, and the, uh, the title, I think it was something about there was some mushroom-related tomfoolery involved in whatever that video was i haven't watched it myself yet so i don't know for certain but but i wonder you know doing something like that you know where he'll have you know maybe he'll put out one youtube video on daisy a week and stream three four five whatever times a week but then also doing something else taking your mind off it uh, um you know and still staying within the industry but doing something slightly different that that kind of might you know, give him that little edge where he can he can concentrate on him, won't get burnt out so quickly, perhaps. I like what um, B-Wad said there. I always try to reach out to people who I know are having some issues. I have had a little mental, I have a little mental health channel in my Discord to allow people to try and vent or express their feelings. And that's a good thing to do, isn't it, Paul? You know, just reach out. Um, we talked about Minder, I remember, at the beginning of the year. 
when all this COVID stuff started. I actually asked um, Minder in his chat, how you doing, mate? How are you holding up with all this? And I, I, sure, I still remember the moment. It was like he was kind of surprised that someone had actually asked him. And I'm just a, an occasional lurker in his stream. I've never been you know, a religious person like I was with others. Um, but I still like to go in there and watch him. I still do. And he, he was almost stunned, I think, that someone had bothered to ask him how he was holding up. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's, a, it's a crazy world right now, especially. So we've done a, a big talk about mental health before, but I think it's something to, it's always worth talking about fourth. Oh, yeah, 100 I mean, even like, even just going into someone's chat and just saying hi, and even like, you know, if you've just got it up on a second monitor or something like that, you know, if someone sees that they've got people watching them, feel a bit better, especially like you said, when being asked, you know, how are you? Um, how have you been? Stuff like that. Like, you know, it, it, with Twitch, it's a bit weird because you see a lot of negativity um, on some Twitch channels and, when someone asks you, you know, how are you, even even if you don't know them, you know, that person's going to think, oh, wow, that, you know, someone actually cares about how I feel and um, how I'm doing. And you usually find that those people will usually make the day for that person they're watching. Even though it's just one simple comment, it makes someone's day. And I feel like that's what, especially like you said, especially now, because... I know there's a lot and I mean a lot of people that have got or have mental issues that are really struggling at this time. And I feel like, you know, like I said, just one simple comment can, you know, change someone's decision or, you know, make their day a lot better than what it um or what it would be. Um and that's what I try to do, you know. Um at work at the moment at my work, you get a lot of people that come in that um uh, you know, they look down and stuff like that, and you know, just try to have a little conversation with over the account uh, over the counter. And as soon as you start having a conversation with them, you see them sort of brighten up, and you know, they're like, "Oh, thanks for that. I appreciate that." And just that, you know, can make someone's day a hundred times better. It can, mate. So, yeah. a few kind words don't cost you nothing, do they, Brim? No, exactly. And, that, and and that's one of the changes that I've recently made myself as well as, uh, as some of you know, I've, I've uh, got another discord community that I, uh, that I managed called the grumpy old streamers. Um, and it started by, it started by, um, by uh, the hellfire show who a lot of you will know as, uh, as a Daisy streamer as well. And I love him on Twitter, follow him on Twitter folks. He's a fucking nightmare on Twitter is what he is. He's a nightmare in real life. Trust me. I'm godfather to all three of his kids. I'll tell you now, he's a fucking nightmare in real life, but I love him. Um, but he started this, he he and a few others started this community and it was just a few friends, you know, on Discord, just having a chat, being able to share clips and stuff. Um, and recently we've made some um, made some changes to where uh, the, the Discord now has a mental health category. So you can go into there. There's resources for um, like global and UK based resources for suicide prevention, mental health, um, you know, positive mental health uh, resources, places you can go to find someone to speak to, things like that. Um, you know, there's a little section there where you can, you know, you can vent, you can say, you know, I'm not not feeling too great today. And someone can come in and say, well, let's talk about that. And you've got that little, you know, that little reach out 
sort of uh, ability there within the Discord now, as well as the usual, you know, gaming clips and memes and, and banter-filled stuff. So I'll uh, I'll leave a link in our in our two chats to that one if anyone does want to stop by and uh, and say hello at any point. But like I say, it's it's literally just got some resources there that I hope will will help you know help a few people kind of uh you know make their day a little a little less crappy and and know that there are people there are resources out there that you know that are aimed at making that better essentially and reminder if you want to do something to help someone www.spaggy.com forward slash music lkp1 needs our help folks so if you know someone looking for some good music www.spaggy.com forward slash music and kudos to spaggy for putting that up on his website as well um, he's got his spaggy.com website, um, and it's a big, big thing of him to do. Um, I know him and LKP1 are very close. They're good friends. Um, but, you know, he's put it up on his own website um, to try and help out a brother in need. So kudos to him for doing that. Mad respect. Yeah. Um, okay. <clears throat> our, our, our new favorite, Daisy. Um, uh, oh, God, I love this guy. Give me a sec, I'll just make sure I get the right window up. Um, out of context, Daisy put out a lovely new tweet um, in honour of Namolsk. Oh, God, it was funny. Let me share my uh, screen again. Guys literally only want one thing, and it's fucking disgusting. Hang about. Heat buff. <laughs> it's so true though as well that's, <laughs> that's so true <laughs> that's awesome i i love his work i love his work that was just absolutely brilliant when i saw that um yeah he's he's just such he's such a funny guy um it's a, i'll get his um oh, come on open up i'll share his um twitter account but if you're on twitter a lot of people talk about how toxic Twitter can be, um, but um, it's Twitter accounts like his that um, bring a bit of love, um, a bit a bit of funniness to good old um, Daisy. He, he's just he's got such amazing stuff in there. I, I love his Twitter account. It's one that whenever I see it in my feed, yeah. You, normally you scroll through Twitter, um, but you see um, an out of context Daisy. It's like, oh yeah, I'm checking this out. I'm checking this out. He's got some great stuff on there. Have you heard of him before, Fourth? Um, I think I actually heard um about him from one of my um Belgium friends that I have. Um, I think I remember them sharing something of his in our Discord. Yep. Um, about like the old loot uh explosion stuff like you see in the background there. Yeah. Um, and. I thought it was absolutely hilarious. Some of the stuff that he comes up with is you you like you would never think of it. Just like that thing there where he's like um about the disgusting thing that only guys need with the health bar. Like, you know, if you saw that, you would never expect to see food, hunger, and a health bar <laughs> of Trump DZ. He just yeah that he's, especially he's, as well. Nobody, he's my teammate, I see stuff. someone. Yeah, he's always searching yeah. for stuff um, and gives credit as well. So kudos to him. Follow the guy; you won't regret it, folks. You won't regret it. He's got 
yeah, some original stuff and a lot of stuff he just, you know, finds from Reddit and stuff like that. Not everyone likes Reddit, not everyone likes Twitter, but it's just great to see someone sharing stuff for a laugh. Sometimes it's a, you know, a, a, a bit of a poke, poke fun sort of laugh, but it's all in good, it's all in good humor, folks. Don't take it too seriously. Have a chuckle and yeah, scroll through. It's and good. It's good that more. he uh, he gives credit as well. If he does yes. take like one from Reddit, he actually like puts, oh, this is courtesy of you know r slash and there or username slash you know whatever it is you know on Reddit. So he actually he doesn't try he doesn't rip off anyone and try and make it make it out to be oh this is all my handiwork and I'm the best. He actually gives credit to the to other people as well, which I think is really good. It says a lot about that person when they give credit to, you know, the person that's made it. Yeah. This one I like. This one I like. I love that meme. Um, yeah. <laughs> and of course, it had to be Don Sibley that uh, that put that up as well. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, what else have we got on the agenda? Um, okay, this is an important one, folks. Um, so I shared this, um, I can't actually share the screen of this one because it's in, um, Twitter, sorry, it's in the discord, but, um, I, when I uploaded the podcast from last week, now we talked about the security issue with, um, mods, um, and he actually provided the clarification brim at some point within the discussion, we talked about modders that may be able to get information such as IP address. I was wrong on one of the parts about someone with malicious intent not be able to not being able to get IPs. There is a possible method of leaking the Archon password, which can then be used to connect to your server and get all the information such as name, ID, and IP of connected users. Server owners, please be aware of this. Don't leave your Archon password within the root directory of your server. Instead, you can run the command, and he's got the command here. Um, uh, and make the path somewhere outside of the root directory. Now, does that make sense to you, Fourth? Um, from well, from what I understand, that is obviously don't have the password of it in the actual folder where the server's being ran from. I would think so. Hmm. Um, but I don't have really much experience at all with Daisy servers. Um, you know, I've been. I've been on a couple, but that's mainly just making content for them, not actually doing any of the uh, server-side stuff. Um, but I didn't even know about um, all this being able to leak um, the security and stuff like that. I had absolutely yeah. no idea about any of that. <clears throat> yep. That's, uh, you you that's probably want to go back and breach. watch um, last week's um, podcast. Um, we talked about it straight up because um, Jacob Mango lied to us and said he could only be there for a while and then stayed the whole fucking episode. <laughs> um, but it was actually uh, quite interesting to learn about these potential security issues with um, DayZ, yeah. Sorry, I've just lost part of my um, doc tag, so I'm going to have to look for that later. Um, but yeah, um, it, it was a... Bit of a, a weird one for Brim and I because we don't understand it fully. So you'll probably learn mm. a lot from it yourself, therefore. Um, um, it came up um, just due to, you know, there was obviously the troll of Summit um, with the Christmas tree thing that happened on a server. And um, some servers have got 
backdoors into mods so that if um, they find out people are monetizing it, they can lock the server until they remove it and or remove it themselves. And yeah. That's the thing as well, isn't it? That that whole thing with Summit was because I don't understand how that was how that was done, it does kind of make me almost sit there and think like that seems like quite a it was funny. It was banter, and he he saw it for what it was. That it was just if someone playing a prank on him, and he was, you know, he was he was a good sport about it. But it does kind of, like I say, because I don't understand how it was achieved and and what happens and how it all goes down. You you, I can't help but sit there and think it is a little bit scary that someone has that ability to because essentially what it seemed like someone did is they saw that Shroud was live or Summit, sorry, saw Summit was live, saw um you know had seen that he had said something about the trees on his twitter or whatever and managed to track down i mean it probably wasn't that difficult but track down what server he was playing on and somehow have you know set that up so that when he logged out into the main menu that happened so it is it is a little bit scary to know that there are people out there that have that ability and know how to how to do that essentially what um what happened to summit then because i had no idea about this so Summit went on a bit of a rant about um, trees in DayZ being shit. Um, uh, that getting into a firefight in the forest was um, a nightmare. Um, so what happened was um, someone um, trolled him in the loading screen. They somehow managed to change the loading screen of the server so that when he was in it, all these trees started falling on him and all these presents um, started tumbling out of the sky from above him. It was a custom loading screen just for him. So someone was able to identify him and change the loading screen just for him. Um, and they talked about it last week that um, uh, there's a lot you could do with that oh, wow. loading screen. Um, well, all, I those, know. all those presents were, uh, were Summit's 1G logo as well. So they're yeah. all like it all it was all his branding and everything. Someone literally trolled. You Jeez. can find you can find it on like it's it's fucking hilarious. It really is hilarious oh, yeah. and genius. But oh, but it like I say it is uh scary. It, it is a little yeah, it's a little bit on the on the worrying side of someone who doesn't understand how it was done and what goes on. It was it was a little bit weird and concerning, but I saw that I think Summit saw the saw the funny side of it and oh yeah. And uh, you know, that's good. He took it as a as what it was. You know. As, as with everything, there's, there's there's good ways to do things, but those with you know bad intentions can do bad shit. Oh, okay. Um, so Brim, I'll I'll pass it over to you now, mate. Yeah. Um. So we've got a little bit of shit news that I've re- that I've received during the course of this podcast. Um, and I've spoken to um, to Uncle Ray Ray in DMs, and he's happy for me to to share this information. It's not it's not the most pleasant or best stuff, um, but unfortunately, let me just grab the screen up myself so I can see what I'm on about. There we go. So Uncle Ray Ray, uh, twenty past two. So you're talking about an hour and ten minutes ago. Put a uh, put a post up in his Discord. That uh, I'll I'll read it. I'll read exactly what he's written here. Um, so it says, "I was recently informed that a good friend of the channel, Sergeant Beefy, died in a car crash recently. 
He was the uh, he was the one who started the Sir Yes Sir. If anyone's been in Ray Ray streams, you'll understand what that Sir Yes Sir reference is, uh, as well as helping up with uh, helping with setting up uh, Uncle Ray Ray's Boom Boom Room server, which he had a little while back. Uh, he was also an admin on Usonia, where Ray Ray played a lot. Uh, it was a very nice guy. We'll be sorely missed. Very sad to hear the news. Honor to have met and known you. R.I.P. Sergeant Beefy. So yeah, I thought we'd. Uh, I thought it would be remiss not to uh, not to bring it up um, a little bit and just you know just give a little a little quick heads up to people if anyone knew uh, knew of Sergeant Beefy knew he was a, he was a great guy he, like I say he helped Ray Ray set up his Boom Boom Room server uh, and he, he's helped Ray Ray quite a lot over the years with uh, various bits and bobs and was always always a good laugh on the uh, on the streams and stuff whenever he showed up so it 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 fucking sucks but like I say I thought it'd be uh, It'd be daft of me not to at least uh, at least yeah. bring it up and and my heart uh, goes obviously. out to Uncle Ray Ray and to Sergeant Beefy's family and friends and the whole yeah. community. Um, you know, we we talked about it um, with the communities that we get. You know, you do get attached to the people in your communities, don't you, Porth? Now you get to know some of these oh, people yeah. online, um, and some people would say that they're not real friends. Um, I beg to differ. Um, some people I know online. Uh, better friends to me than people who I know IRL. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I've got like some of the Belgium guys that I've played with. I've been playing with for uh, six, seven years now, and I feel like I can talk to them about more stuff than what I could my friends in real life. Because when you're online, I don't know. I don't know if anyone else feels like this, but you feel like because you're talking over a screen, you feel more secure about talking about yes. more in-depth stuff and. I've I've been I've personally found with even the community that you know I find that I have stronger friendships over the internet than what I can in real life. Yeah. Um and I find that especially with communities with Daisy, people care about people and if people notice that someone is down, they will do whatever it is to make that person happy and to sort of lift their spirits. Um but yeah, I completely hundred percent agree with that comment about and i went like my you know my parents are like old-fashioned you know and they say oh well they're just people over the internet and i'm like right and they're just people in real life what's the difference yeah Still you know? exactly yeah. i mean the the thing it brings me back to you mentioning about you know they are real friends on the internet you look at you look at guys like fubar bundy you know, if I'm not mistaken, I'm, I know Boydie, you know him a lot better than I do, but he, him and the Allen met randomly. They bumped into each other. They yep. happened to bump into each other in Daisy. And if I remember rightly, when we were lucky enough to have Fubar on the podcast uh, a few months back, he mentioned that, you know, him and the Allen, obviously pre COVID, um, you know, they've actually met up in real life. They're friends. They've eaten in each other's houses. They've met each yep. other's families. You know, that they are genuinely actual real life best friends you know they they've they've genuinely been together like that you know so it's it doesn't matter whether someone's you know on the other side of a computer screen or a keyboard or whether they're your next door neighbor or whether they're you know second cousin 12 times removed that you haven't seen in 13 years they're still they're real people and it's it it sucks when when something bad like this happens so you know you 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 need to kind of really enjoy the people in your life that you enjoy now whilst you've got the chance because 
life is a fickle a fickle bag of shit at times and unfortunately you know it, things do happen and it's the it's the it's the best times it's the smiles it's the laughs it's the happiness it's the good shit that that keeps you going so i'm uh, into that yeah con- concentrate on that more than anything else i'm into that um never okay like for granted <laughs> hell no our own Helkiana put out a nice little tweet Let me just go back here, share screen. Oh, this was another milestone, wasn't it, if I remember rightly? After nine months of publishing this mod, Much Stuff Pack, I reached 500,000 subscribers. Heart emoji. I'm so happy people love what I've done with the mod. In the next few months, I want to prioritize improving the performance and quality of the models. So that's fantastic to hear for her. Um the players on the server I help admin for love the much stuff pack as as do 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 I as well. It's a it's a phenomenal pack. Like we we got to the point of actually removing other mods so that we could make space and have the much stuff pack on there because about four or five regular people, you know, players of our of our server actually said we would love to we want that that back. So you know that that says a lot. There are people out there that absolutely love that pack. Um, and, she's and good at what she does too. there's a reason yeah. why so many other modders turn to her for advice and help yep and she's willing to help so many other people as well which yeah i wouldn't even be the amount of times i've messaged her over and over again i wouldn't be surprised if she was just like can you just leave me alone but you know <laughs> but she you know she still helps and the quality of everything that she makes is top notch so I'm I'm honestly not even surprised the fact that she's hit that amount, to be honest. Yeah. Because it like the amount of effort she puts into her work like sort of resembles how much she cares about it. So Yeah, it's yeah. a good mod I mean, that look... adds so much to any server with bases, doesn't it, Brim? Yeah, exactly. And you look at now with the mouse scout as well, you know, she she helped she if I'm not mistaken, and I know Helkiana's in my chat there, she can correct me if I'm wrong. But she, I know she helped with a mask. I think it was her that helped with making the snowballs that you can throw at each other, and they actually, uh, they, they, you got a chance of knocking someone out with a snowball, you know. And she created the igloo mod as well, mm-hmm. where you it incorporates, if I'm not mistaken, incorporates that uh, that snowball situation where you can use those snowballs to to help make make an igloo as a as a, as a shelter on the mask. So, you That's know. Awesome. It, it it just shows what a what a fucking genius she actually is. Yeah, fantastic 100%. work, fantastic work. Onwards and upwards. It'll be a million soon, Helkiana. The way Daisy's going. Oh, um, yes. Okay, I added a couple of extra topics because I ran out of um, room. Um, so as Mondian, um, being the legend that he is, <laughs> shared or updated. Um, the uh, insulation guide that he did with the changes to some of the items um, that they made. So that was a very, very cool addition from Asmondian. Guys, if you do not follow Asmondian, he is the between him and Out of Context DayZ and, of course, the DayZ podcast, that is three reasons you need to have a Twitter. And it's in that order. Asmondian, Out of Context DayZ, and the DayZ podcast. They're the three reasons why everyone needs to have a Twitter account. Um, as Mondian's guides 
They are the best in the business. He does with one image what others take you know minutes to to, to explain in a video. The guy is brilliant at what he does, and he's a genuinely nice guy as well. Um, he also big massive shout out to Asmondian. He created uh, the Daisy Podcast logo for us. Uh, when we were all sitting there wondering what to do and all the rest of it, the next thing we know, he's popped into the chat and posted a logo there and everyone's just gone, that's it. That's the name of the show and that's the fucking logo. I think we were sat there as well for a while, weren't we? For, yeah. I think we were there for a good couple of weeks in Discord and stuff with like trying to come up with like, like you know, good names for the podcast since we were starting, you know, it was starting to get a bit more you know, a bit more viewership and stuff. And we were sort of sat like, we're going to have to really take this seriously and do this proper. We need a decent logo and we need decent a decent name, name for the podcast. And, what fucking idiot came we, up think, with that? <laughs> I'm saying nothing. Um, yeah, we, I think we, we had like, I think we had about 10 different um, ideas, didn't we? In the, um, yeah. In the, in the podcast discord. We were voting time. forth and we were asking for input. Yeah, and oh. fucking Asmondian just came in. Posted it. He didn't even say this is it. He just posted the image from memory, and we were just like, "Fuck yeah, nailed it." It was like it was like someone just walked into the room and just flopped out their massive cock on the table and went, "There you go, lads, have a look at that." So we're all sat like, "The fuck is that?" Oh well, that's good. That is fair dues. I like that. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Okay, so yeah, Asmondian, folks, give him a follow on Lost for Words. Oh, now, I'm going to have to put that on the new fucking podcast TikTok now, and I? Go spoiler alert, people. If you are a Namolsk purist and you want to find out everything about Namolsk yourself, close the screen and just listen to the audio. If you're watching this on video, um, I don't know what to do. Um you might want to just keep on tapping forward until you see that the screen has changed. But, okay, one, when I count to three, the spoilers start. One, two, three. Let me bring up the um, tweet. Now, I was watching um, Smoke play the other day, and oh my fucking God, the shit Sumrak. I just saw that comment. Thanks, Broom, I'm eating. <laughs> But the shit Sumrak has put into the Namolsk map, he has just gone. I know last week we, we, we harped on about Namolsk. This week we've harped on about Namolsk. But fuck me swinging the level of detail he has put into this fourth. A fucking teleporting floating orb that has rocks levitating around it. It's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> I have no idea how you'd even start to make something like that, to be honest. I have no idea. That's absolutely awesome. Septic Falcon put out a video on it the other week. It's uh, it's at Athena 1 uh, on uh, on the map. If you ever get a chance to go and find it, you'll know the area when you when you when you get there because it's you you get all those sounds like the children running and laughing and stuff. The ambient sounds like they really ramp up. Um, I know the helmet. The, the, the helmet has something to do with it as well. That ATSI yeah. helmet. You when you yeah, turn it on, you, you get a bearing out. and a range of where the teleporting orb is, but. Has anyone worked out what to do once you teleport it? Not that I know of. I don't know if there is anything you can do. I think it's literally 
just a case of you you step into it and it it teleports you somewhere and that's but it. It's got to be for a reason. It's got to be for a reason yeah. for him. It doesn't teleport you that far away either, from what I've seen. I don't know if it's a, a set location or not. I know in Septic Falcon's video, um, it teleported him to just a just a, a snowy hillside on the map. Um, you know, but one of the things that made me laugh was. Um, <laughs> and septic put it up on his twitter recently because septic put the video out and someone in his youtube comments said oh that's really, that's yes. really good camera then you faked that blah blah something like that basically saying that septic yeah you know did some funny editing and somehow faked that and septic's response was like no it's a feature of the map and i did it on stream and if you look on youtube there's like loads of people have found it it's not a secret like are you yeah. Fucking, yeah, I'm, I'm just. I read it and I was just like, oh, some people are just so fucking dense. Okay, so Helkiana's saying in your chat that if you're next to it and the EVR happens, you're dead. You have to jump in to survive. She said she got teleported to the IC. That's what happened to Smoke as well. He got teleported ah. out onto the ice. Um, yeah, see, in so, Septic's video, he got teleported just to a snowy hillside, but it was near where he and whoever it was he was running with had already built one of. Um, Helkiana's uh, igloos so they managed to jump and he managed to just make it back inside the igloo just as he went <laughs> unconscious from the storm Helkiana's saying forth that she ate Adam to survive <laughs> I, I, I saw that desperate times, desperate measures and all that you know so it is a she random just said location it as well, random, yeah, yeah random location ah, interesting That's I just thought that was a stroke cool of thing. brilliance absolutely a stroke of brilliance and yeah it I, I, I swear that in the modding community, like you were saying, Forth, you know, you've got no idea how he would do that. I think some of the things he's brought into the moles have got people out in the modding community like, wow, okay, how the fuck did he do that? How can we do it? What can we do with it? It's like one of a kind thing that's been released. Like, I haven't seen anything like it. <laughs> I've just watched a small little video and I've never seen anything like that yet at all. That's the only... I, d I don't even understand how you get the rocks levitating around it, to be honest, let alone mm. it teleporting you around. I can imagine it wouldn't be too difficult to just place an item there. But like you Famous say, to, last for words. no, you no, said, no, hear me, you, hear said you don't do this. You said you no, don't do this. <laughs> hear me out. I think it's probably quite easy just to place a static item solid in place, just like you would the little wooden bridge that you go near it. But to then have it do everything it does to be an act, not it's not just a static item. Like you said, there's the lightning around it, there's the rocks, every it teleports you to a random locate. Like everything that comes with it is a whole nother level. He's not just placed an item, he's placed something that he, you know, that is above and beyond anything that you could possibly imagine. Okay, I've got a challenge for someone. Here's what I want to see. I want to see an across map grenade throw kill. <laughs> oh my god throw a live grenade through the teleport hole and see if you can kill someone on the other side i don't know how you'd know you did it but that, you'd need like help from an admin on the server surely feed. yeah i i want to i want to see like a someone like uncle ray ray use this to his advantage and take someone hostage up there and do like a do like a, you know, like a, like, like almost like this is Sparta and just Spartan kick them through the orb and send them miles away, like stripped off with no shoes on or something. Oh God, it's a random teleport. Imagine if it teleported you right to a bear or something. I, I, I would assume that that is a possibility. 
I wonder if there is a something in the code you can change so it's not a random location. You can set it to one specific location based on the needs of your server. I'm just excited to see what you modders do now that Adam has kind of reinvented a few things and shown you what can be done. Um, yeah, I, I can I can see some really cool shit happening here. Yeah, there's so many people recently that have been popping up out of the middle of nowhere. Like Dab, for example, yes, Implement Dab. Dab. He pop he pop he came from literally I don't even well, he came from literally nowhere, but bam, Daisy editor, and I'm like, the hell are these people coming from? There's so many new people that are coming out that are making so much new stuff now that it's making mm -hmm. so many more possibilities for people. And like the editor, for example, has changed the way that people uh building stuff for servers now yeah. and something like you can even remove stuff now off of yeah. um off of uh Chinaris and stuff and it will stay like you know removed and i'm like wait a minute how the hell have you even done that because see i from my knowledge you could never do that before and then he's just somehow gone and done it i was like okay now yeah. mine it's possible <laughs> yeah so so many new possibilities that people are bringing um the future of modding in Daisy and the future of the game, I think, is very bright and in some very good hands. I think we are only scratching the surface of, of what is possible. Technology changes every single day. New things become possible and available every day. So imagine what's going to be around in 12 months' time. You know, I think we should we should come back and, and remember this conversation in 12 months' time and think, what what was what did we have back then compared to what we've got now? I think it would be fucking mental. Mm -hmm. I'm saying it. I'm saying it now. I'm hoping in 12 months' time we'll have vanilla helis. <laughs> I want vanilla helis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's hope they work better than the vanilla cars. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't don't need vanilla helis. You've got vanilla cars. They'll send you across the map quick enough. <laughs> yeah. Very 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 true um okay um and the last one johnny bravo uh in chat mentioned <clears throat> um i know this is random but i'm just watching the episode 38 of the podcast right now and the topic of the animals not bleeding came up vanilla daisy it has been disabled derleft has figured out how to re-enable it and has uploaded the mod to workshop called bleeding animals so for those that are interested um Bleeding Animals is apparently the name of the mod. Um, and it will enable you to actually track. Let me see if I can find it. Bleeding Animals. There we go. By Derleth. There's also Bleed Trail by Mungard. I did have a little look because I saw that was popping up on the agenda. So I did have a little look at, um, on Steam. Um at the bleeding animals thing and read th reading through the comments um of on the steam workshop for the bleeding animals as well he seems it seems that at the moment they don't have like a blood trail or um you know so there's no visual like there is when when a player gets cut you can physically see the blood on the animals that's not the case however he seems very um adamant if you please that uh that, that that would be a possibility that 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 someone must someone should know how to how to implement that and he's taken bleeding from wolves and bears because he thinks it was um that it would make it a bit too easy just to you know slap yeah. a bear 
you to cause it to bleed and just wait for it to bleed out. So, you know, which make, which makes sense. Yeah. But, I mean, we were only talking about this, weren't we, the other week where I said I'd I had clobbered a, a goat with a shovel and it ran off for about 50 meters and then fell over dead. And I was really confused as to how that was because I didn't think that was possible. And now Derleth comes up with this. I mean, every single week I'm I'm shocked and surprised, but shouldn't be at the at the the talent of people in this community uh, mm-hmm. to, to make things like that. So there's, a, there's almost a mod force um, for almost anything now. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I uh, I was actually there chatting to some of the Basement Plus guys last night, and we saw that there's a medieval mod yes. now as well. Yep. And I was just like, it reminded me of a uh, game that unfortunately has died out now, but uh, Reign of Kings. Um, I used to play Reign of Kings a lot, and the, that uh, medieval mod has actually reminded me a lot of Reign of Kings. Didn't and it Mr. looks Moon like a used pretty... to play that a bit? Uh, yeah, yeah, I believe so, yeah. yeah. He um, played that quite a bit, I believe. Um, but yeah, that new medieval mod reminded me a lot of reign of kings and the mod looks pretty polished i mean all the you know boards everything and they even made their own map for the mod as well which kind of blew me away mm-hmm. um just... sorry go on mate sorry i was just gonna say it just shows the commitment of you know yeah. making maps take a lot quite a long time well, a long time to make I know that for definite. And to the fact they made their own map as well as sort of just shows how committed they are to their little project. So, Yeah, I've, I've not looked at it in depth in the Steam Workshop, but I did recently see uh, a guy called Tommy DeGun was streaming on a deathmatch server, and he had full medieval gear on, and he had a, an, a working bow and arrow. So it would seem, I don't know if it's definitely this same mod or not. It'd be worth looking into, but it does seem he was live streaming on Twitch and I saw him fire a bow and arrow at another player. So it looks like we have actually, after all these years, people be saying we want bows and arrows. You know, it is a thing by the looks of things. And it looks like it would be something to do with that mod possibly. That's interesting. Yeah, quite maybe. Yeah, I'm surprised if someone's got a bow and arrow working that they haven't released it just as a standalone mod on its own. Yeah, it's it's definitely worth looking into. I think if you literally just go onto the Steam Workshop for Daisy and type in Medieval, it will show up, and you can't miss it because the 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 script, the main like profile picture is like a big um, medieval wooden shield. Um, so yeah. So it's yeah, I, I'm not sure if it's definitely that mod that has the working bow and arrow in or not. Like I say, I haven't looked into it, um, but I have recently seen uh, a working bow and arrow in Daisy on a deathmatch. So, you know, it could be very, very interesting. How do you spell medieval? Uh, I put it in. Um... Dark medieval age. I put it. I've put it in Brimstone's chat. The uh, link to the mod. The it's called Dark Medieval Age. Yep, got it. That's the fella. Yeah, they've got their own like little building. I believe they've got their own little building system. They've got like custom uh, enemies, if you call it. They've got like these little tree people. <laughs> um, they've got like a dragon. They've even got their own little like uh, medieval um, military tent camp area as well. Um, 
and the bridges and the outer walls and stuff look awesome. They talk about me a crossbow, of, uh, but they don't mention spirit. an actual bow. Yeah, I'm. I say I'll, I'll have to. Uh, I'll have to have a chat with Tommy and find out what it was. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it does say a variety of more than a dozen weapons will help you find your own style. But if you're more into firearms, there is a crossbow for you. So it does look like they have got quite a lot of uh, stuff there. It says magic mm -hmm. and alchemy as well. So ancient artifacts to gain the power of magic and subjugate the whole world. Again, I mean, something a choice, something different to mix it up a bit. If Daisy, if you're getting a bit bored with just running around with guns, go pick up a fucking claymore and chop someone's head off. Well, I could see yeah, Uncle well, Ray Ray and Lax Hawthorne and them having a ball on a server like that. Oh, don't, don't. I'm literally getting like fucking goosebumps on my arms thinking of those fuckers getting hold of that mod. Jesus Christ. I don't think my brain would be able to compute that. Um, okay, so we're getting to the end of the show now. Um, one more quick reminder. Oh, I've said, no, hang on. Um, Daisy Twitter Watch, Scotty, um, from the uh, Daisy team shared a pretty cool um tweet that I was quite um impressed with. Give me one second, <clears throat> come back here. There we go. Bring it up in full. What a cool wedding cake. Daisy being See. played on a monitor. The game Daisy, Doritos, uh, Mountain Dew, um, and the comment is, uh, what dinner? One moment, living in the mosque, and the bride dragging the husband away from playing the mosque on the um, wedding cake. So, yeah, I'd love to know whose wedding cake that was. Because that's pretty cool. That's awesome. I was to say that looks like it's an actual like someone's actually had like made that as well. That doesn't look like it's photoshopped. That looks like someone's actually yeah. genuinely had that as their wedding cake. And whoever fucking bravo <laughs> to anyone who's actually had. I would legit love to have that as a wedding cake. Look, uh, the thing that gets awesome. me the most, if this is a genuine wedding cake, who the fuck managed to convince their missus to let them make the wedding cake Daisy related? <laughs> If I said it's that to my missus, she would go, couple, that's surely. it. It's over. I'm walking. I, I'm done with you. Daisy is fucking an obsession for you. I'm gone. That's. She says that she... Well, she hasn't threatened to leave me yet. Oh, only a few times. Um, <laughs> but Yet. Yeah. If I was to suggest that for our wedding cake, oh my fucking God, she would lose her shit. <laughs> Your wife would clothesline you into next week. It would be like <laughs> fucking Royal Rumble if you suggested that to your wife as a wedding cake. Oh. Who who would even have the balls to it. suggest it? What was that for? I don't. I said bravo to the person who bloody made it. <laughs> Jesus, I wouldn't have the balls to suggest it. But if it no. was suggested to me, I would definitely be like, yes. And now I know why I'm marrying you. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. The fact that yeah. it has Doritos and Mountain Dew as well is just even yes. better. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> My inner fat bastard is getting very hungry looking at that photo. Oh, yeah, I, think, well, I, just, I just want cake. I want cake, but it's too beautiful to cut into. It's like it art. Is. It's a it is. It's a work of art. I love it. I think it's absolutely brilliant. Kudos to whoever that is. Um, okay, so now we uh, – one more tweet from the uh, Twitter team. Um, 
The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Here is an opportunity to help another within the Daisy community. And the Daisy team um, retweeted LKP1 DBS. Um, here's there. Once again, I know I've harped on it, folks, but we'd like to help people out here in the Daisy uh, podcast community. Um, Gravity Wolf, you are always welcome, mate. It's why we don't remove people's um, roles. So jump in and join us in the Discord, mate. Um, but www.spaggy.com forward slash music, help out a brother in need, LKP1 DBS, going through some tough times at the moment. It's no secret. He posted it publicly, folks. We're not shaming him. We're trying to raise awareness and help out someone who's done a lot for the Daisy community with the fucking cool songs that he's done. He's never charged anyone. I remember I suggested way back to him that he should do a Fubar Bundy song. What did he do? He made a Fubar Bundy song. Now he needs yeah. some help. And who better to help him than those in the Daisy community? And and the fact that the Daisy, the official Daisy Twitter, actually shared that as well to show that you know it just shows how awesome they actually are that they that they themselves went out of their way. And it, like I say, it didn't take them more than you know probably ten seconds to compose that tweet. But they, the fact that they decided that they wanted to help out and try and you know and share that is it says a lot about the. The people behind the, uh, the 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 Twitter really, and the people behind the screens are human. Yeah. Now, what can we do for you, my friend? Check your messages, my friend. Ooh, give me one second. You're asking a fucking pensioner to get onto his email or something here. <laughs> it's Discord messages. He's old. He can't figure these things out. <laughs> I'm getting there. Okay, or at least is, I'm feeling that way. Cool. This is pretty cool. Give me a second. Um, I don't even know how the fuck I can bring that up. Have you got a? Can you, you able to share your, your screen to show it, Gravity Wool? Um, I actually did this last night before we built the, uh, but before we built the actual screen for Namalsk, so I kind of can't do that. But uh, okay, give me one second. Um, I can send it to uh, your Twitter if that makes it easier for you. Yes. Okay. Cool. I'll do that then. I feel like I know what this is, and yet I, I, I'm, yet I still feel like I'm about to be surprised. I'm blown away by the fact he he came through with the promise from last week, um, Brim. But the thing that's even better than it was the first reaction I got when I shared it with someone that had never watched the podcast is they saw it and they went, "Hmm, what's the Daisy podcast?" And I went, "Exactly, that's the point." Yeah, if I put it in front of you, you get that question. And he got that question. So it's also uh it's hyperlinked. So if you double click on it, it'll go to your website. Also, fourth, I love you, man. I haven't seen you in a while since we were playing uh uh playing Among Us with everyone. How you doing? Not too shabby, how are you? I'm all right, man. So that's what they've done for all day. They put a um Daisy podcast logo in the uh, main screen for the Vanilla++ Plus Plus Deathmatch servers and other servers. So that it's a hyperlink. When people click on it, it takes them to the website. Uh, it also gives awesome. you a little description that it's a community-made project by you. And I think I'm also going to put uh, at least the UTC time in there so people don't have to travel far to find out when it happens. That's thank, awesome. Thank you so much, mate. That means a lot to me and the re the rest of the podcast team mate because you know we, we do this well it seems we... the youtube's almost up to two thousand subscribers so 
Yeah, yeah. It's um, double it. Uh, well, shit. I, I need to pay more attention to things like that. Um, but yeah, I, I am closing in on the two K mark, which is, um, yeah, I've I've abandoned the old Boydie seventy three um, uh, YouTube channel. Um, this is my forte: is opening my big fat fucking mouth and talking about Daisy with people much more intelligent than myself, um, and just trying to spread the word and for once bring as much positivity into the Daisy community instead of Coles and all the. Thankfully, you haven't had to fucking break out that board in in weeks now, have you, Broom? I don't think I've broke out that 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 board is still sat. In fact, if you give me two seconds, I can see it from here. I'm going to grab it and see how many days are left on it, and it will show how long ago it was since I had to update this. For those who don't know, Brim had a uh, uh, board when I was um, a, a younger boydy. Um, we're talking, you know, 30 weeks ago. Um, days since last incident. <laughs> when I managed to upset 21. someone on Twitter. 21. That is that is uh, how how like when the last time it was updated was we we managed to go twenty one days without any sort of drama or incident and it's uh, we're at a lot more than that now I think it's I haven't actually updated this in months it's been sat behind my bedroom door and I'm pretty sure this pen is like caked onto the board at this point <laughs> <laughs> and yeah someone just said in my chat the Discord has been blowing up recently too. Um, so, to throwing a bit of love back at um, Vanilla Plus um, Plus, next week, um, I've been hyping it up um, as much as I can on Twitter. And thank you to everyone who... Hell, Kiana, I can make drama. <laughs> um, but thank nice. you to everyone who's shared and retweeted and all the rest of it. But um, we are doing a special event next week uh, at the end of the Daisy Podcast Awards. We've got three... Um, well, four big things, really, five big things happening next week. Firstly, we've got Mr. Utah coming on to talk about the mini series he's been making. Then we've got Open Mic Night. So all of you who have been loyal and watched this show um, and always wanted to come on and just talk shit, come in and talk shit with us. Talk about Daisy. Tell us what your favourite moments were. Tell us what you love about Daisy. Uh, then we've got the... Um, Daisy uh, Quiz, which is being created by Chamber Senator. Now, for those who don't know Chamber Senator, the guy is basically like the Rain Man of Daisy. Um, he is absolutely phenomenal. He's one of those like as Mondi, and he likes to go into the stats. He he's one of those like Wobo who loves the science of Daisy, but on top of that, he also loves the lore of Daisy. If you want to know something about Daisy, this guy Chamber Senator is the man to turn to, and I've asked him to create a quiz. Um, I've got to raise some money and get some um, uh, stuff together to hopefully have some prizes for the quiz. Um, but leave that with me. Uh, if I have to eat fucking hot chips to do it, I'll eat hot chips to do it. Um, but yeah, and trim. then we've got the Daisy Awards show with 13 categories. And what have we got? Um, most memorable uh, Daisy uh, related moment. Uh, most popular Daisy cinematic video. Most insane PvP moment, most popular mod, most popular custom map, funniest moments, most popular community server, uh, rising star nominees, most popular Daisy guide channel, most popular storytellers, most popular Daisy video, most popular YouTuber, and most popular streamer. So lots of categories there. 
Um, it's all in good spirit, folks. I did I did worry about doing this, um, and I did word it bad initially. I said the best, um, but I um, changed it to most popular because in reality, that's what this is, Brim. It's a popularity contest. Yeah, yeah. This is this is by no means the gospel, you know. Just because you know, X amount of people vote for one specific thing doesn't mean that it's necessarily the same for everyone. This is just meant as a as a bit of a laugh for Christmas. Yep, exactly. Exactly. And and hopefully that's what it achieves, Gravity. Say that again. And hopefully that's what it achieves, mate. A bit of a laugh, some shits and giggles, and then we get to finish it off after that with about a... How long do the deathmatch rounds go for? Uh, it's configurable, but I believe right now it's set to thirty minutes. That's what I was. Oh, that's what I thought. Thirty minutes. So we'll be doing a thirty-minute round of deathmatch with thirty content creators, uh, streamers who will all be streaming it as well. We've got the likes of Sci Syndicate, um, JLK, um, Don Sibley, Brim's going to be in it. Um, I'm happy Don's joining us. Yeah, so am I. So am I. I'm and such man, a fan so of his. More uh, the, awesome stuff he did on Twitter per recently. his own words, just remember, it's fucking cold. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, we might have Smoke. We've got Archie, PFT Clumsy, Big Ninja, Rivet Gaming, Astro's Legacy, Mr. OG. Oh, my God. If Mr. OG and Uncle Ray Ray meet in-game, that will be they, the fucking... They have, they have done before. They have done before on streams recently, and I can assure you as a... As someone with first-hand viewing experience, watching from Ray Ray stream when he bumped into OG was one of the funniest things ever. Oh. I genuinely considered calling an ambulance because I thought my appendix was about to fall out of my ass. I was <laughs> laughing so hard. It was ridiculous. Oh, and, Rev plays. The idea of putting Don in there as well. Level, Amish Zed, Gary is a noob, Daisy Daily Press, Dozing Chopper, Happy Bombs, Inclement Dab, Agony, there's Don. Sumrack, even Sumrack's going to be in it. Septic Falcon, Wee Devil, uh, Uncle Ray Ray, B199, Marks, Sci Syndicate, uh, Brimstone, uh, D Hop. D Hop is going to be one to watch, folks. That guy is a beast at PvP. Helkiana, JLK, and Ariana as well. So we've got a couple of girls in there. Um, it's just going to be such good fun. And then after they've done the death match, which is basically uh, we're calling it the warm-up so they can get their eye in, they all go in to a 45 to 60-minute round of Keegan's Battle Royale mod. And for both rounds, it's going to be played on Namolsk as well. So really, you know, we're talking about death match. I know it's not everyone's cup of tea. Um, you know, I, I did ask Shroud, and Shroud said, no, he's uh, not interested in smoke. Smoke is a maybe because he's not so big on deathmatch, which is fine. If you're not into deathmatch, so be it. You know, um, we all say there's better games for PvP than DayZ, uh, but DayZ has its own unique challenges, um, and I think it's going to be great. And I really hope Smoke does come on board because it'd be good to have you know the king of DayZ PvP. I did ask Toprek as well, but uh, and the Running Man, but for them uh, Saturdays is their family day, so unfortunately we couldn't get either of them, but. It's going to be. Gotta honor that one. Sorry? Gotta honor that one. Oh, yes, mate. You, oh, yes. And yeah, it's just meant to bring the community together forth, get as many people together, um, put a big spectacle on, 
uh, get a few hundred people, you know, probably, I reckon we might even crack over a thousand, maybe 2,000 watching amongst all the streams. Um, and we'll be streaming it live. Yeah. Um, Gravity's going to be in the commentary team with myself. And I also have the pleasure of announcing that Polsky Titan will also be commentating. And for those of you who have questioned your sexuality, you do not want to listen to Polsky Titan because, mate, that guy has got a voice that makes your balls rumble. I didn't realise that Polsky <laughs> Titan was uh, was on board for it as well. That's fucking awesome. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's going to be an amazing, an amazing Christmas podcast special. Starts early. What time? Do, what time again? UTC is it, Brim? Uh, I think overall, the actual Christmas episode of the podcast itself starts at eight AM UK time. Um, and then I think the the death match and everything starts at 4 p.m. So it's going to be a, a long old day. I, I, had, awesome. I, had, I had to pay 15 um, US dollars to get a reply from Shroud. He's a very hard man to, call, to contact. But, hey, I figured, what's the worst he's going to say? No. And that's what he said. No. No, so they fucking sweat up my shoulders. But, yeah. Worth a try. <laughs> Like I said, worst I'll say is no. So, yeah, exactly. and it's going to be a massive show. We've got six hours of pre-show uh, where we just talk to everyone from the community. Obviously, we're not going to have everyone in the room at the same time. Uh, we'll set up a green room where if you want to come in the show, um, we'll have you in there and we'll drag people in so we can, you know, we want to give some love back. I hope we can get everyone. I'm not sure if we're going to be able to get everyone. I don't know how many people are going to turn up. Um, I hope a lot. Um, and then the main event of the podcast, and we've got a lineup. Uh, I've got a whole channel down here of people who've said they're going to um, pop in uh, throughout the show. And yeah, it's, I want to keep some as a surprise. I, I gave away the biggest one. That was Mr. Utah. This makes me so happy. After, after uh, being a modder for about three years now, it finally feels like. We as a Daisy community, and that includes Fourth Rim and yourself. I feel like we're finally becoming a community. Yes, it's not just so much going and playing the same game or loving the same things, but it's interacting with one another, boosting each other up, and just reminding. Like you pointed out earlier, uh, someone had passed away. I yeah. didn't know this person, so I'm going to take the time to say, Brim, Boydy, Fourth, I love you guys. If tomorrow is your last, I at least let you know. Yeah. Agreed, That's pretty man. sweet, bro. I love you back. That's cool. It's like the best way to bloody put it, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. Reach out, everyone in chat. Tell everyone um, that you love it, that you love them. Don't have to agree with them on everything, but you love them nonetheless. As a living, breathing human who has people that care about them. Absolutely. And that, that's actually, I like the way you put that. Um, and I like I like I said before, I have been a fuckwit and a shit cunt at times with some of the shit that I've started with people. Um, and this is my way of saying sorry to anyone I pissed off over the years, um, and trying to just bring the community back together um, and have something that we could all feel a part of. And that's why um, you know. Uh, some people might have just gone with getting the big names on. But one of the things I'm most proud of, Brim, is that you were the first person to reach out. I, I loved your story 
Say it again, the story about how you found out about the podcast. Uh, yeah, so it was uh, it was Hellfire Show, actually. He um, he shared, you You would put up a, the original tweet saying, thinking of starting a podcast, does anyone want in, essentially? You didn't word it like that, but that's Basically my TLDR. That, yeah. And uh, and, and I, I hadn't, I think I'd seen it, but hadn't really thought much about it. And then uh, and then Hellfire Show messaged me and said, "Oh, have you seen what uh, what Boydie's put up on Twitter about the podcast?" I was like, "Yeah, I did. I saw that. Yeah, I liked it and I retweeted it." And you know, who the fuck Boydie? Cool. <laughs> no, well, no, it wasn't. It wasn't so much that. It was I didn't know who you were specifically. I knew the name Boydie seventy three, and I knew it meant something. I didn't, but I had never been in your streams. I'd never really interacted with you. Um, and I, I just for shits and giggles thought, you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna check this Boydie fella out, and I'm gonna reply to that, you know, that tweet and say I'd, I'd, ha I'd be love to be on an episode because podcasting something I've always been interested in. So I thought, fuck it, like, like, like you with Shroud, the worst you can say is no, no skin off my nose if that's the answer. It's not, you know, if you don't shoot your shot, you're not gonna fucking hit it. So. And then, yeah, next thing I know, it's, uh, what are we now, 38-odd weeks in? 39. I think I've, 39 yeah. weeks, mate. And I think out of all of that, I've missed maybe two or three episodes due to, in fact, not even that. I think I've missed maybe maybe two, because even when I was on holiday for two weeks, I stole my friend's laptop off him for a, yeah. while, he, while, he was, while he was sat in another room. I was like, right, I'm nicking your laptop. I've got my headset. Took my headset and everything on the train journey with me for five and a half hours to get to his. And, and did the podcast remotely as well. So yeah, it's it, it's mad. It's mad to think how how much has changed in such a short space of time. Did you see what uh, Zombie Lee wrote in my chat? <laughs> yes, I did notice. Yeah. Brim found his Daisy soulmate. Oh, give me a kiss. Oh, <laughs> give me a kiss. <laughs> worst thing. Worst thing is you've got less. You've got less facial hair than my last girlfriend as well. So <laughs> <laughs> but the other thing I love, yeah. Brim, is that you know we're we're getting these people behind the scenes. You know the names you only see, like Fourth, like Gravity Wolf, like Helkiana, like Mass, like Windstride, that most people would probably never know anything about. And we're getting to bring them on the show. You know we've got a guest um next year. We're we're oh, fuck it. I'm just going to show it. We usually keep a secret, um, but um. Where's where's don't the show, uh, don't show it, just use your words. Hearing it here first. Where's the the guest list? Prospective guests. Um we've got a guy um lined up uh, for next guest under admin stuff, about uh three categories below the voice yeah. channel we're all in. We've got some some big guests lined up for next year, folks. We've got Dr. Big Money from Doug Soma. Um, for those who don't know him, his name's Jordan Taylor, and he was one of the co-creators of Survivor Games, um, The Loyal Patriot, you know, so three massive OGs. Um, then I've got wow. DM4 from Pipsy. Um, Revive Me Ryan. Now, that's the one that made me think of this. Um, he reached out because I constantly, I put it out on Twitter. If you would like to be a guest on the show, hit us up. He hit me up. He's a very small channel, and I, I've got to know a bit more about him. Um, and he, he he said when he hit me up, he said, you know, um, I'm a console player. I'd like to see you talk more about console. And I said, fucking no. We we touch on console, but let's let's get um. And I I reached out to Scotty from the dev team and I said, who else would you recommend? And he said, vodka cupcakes, Jasmine. 
So I've reached yeah. out to her as well. And we've got both of them coming on. Um, Val's going to make a return to the show if he's not back before then because Val plays a lot on console. And Brim, you played on console yourself. So we're going to devote bit, an episode yeah. focusing more on console DayZ because we're not just That's about awesome. PC. We're about the whole entire DayZ community. You'll have to remind me as well the week before that episode, that, that console-specific episode, so I can uh, fish my Xbox out from the bottom of my wardrobe and mm. uh, see if I can remember how to fucking use one. I'll have give, to download uh, it. I've got an Xbox um, sitting in the bedroom. I'll have to download it and just have a try of it just so I can see we what can it's make like. An event. I, have a, I have an Xbox in the other room as well, and I'm pretty sure Daisy's still on the uh, Xbox Game Pass. There you go. We can do a, a console daisy kind of uh, thing before, mm. ha- either before or after, or the week of at some point. Do like a little. Uh, oh, God. Mini don't event expect me to know how to together. hook up an Xbox to my fucking computer and stream that. <laughs> it's a lot easier than you think. It really is. I don't even own an Xbox. I don't even own a console. <laughs> <laughs> Master Race. I might as well. She likes it. So as long as she likes it, we'll keep it. Okay, hang around, Gravity. We'll hit you up for a. Um, well, I think we. I think um, uh, we know what your um, highlight's going to be. What you did with the website, mate, and I can't thank you enough for that. Um, but we need to now do our spotlights of the week. Um, for me, um, I've just said mine. It's the Daisy Podcast, Deathmatch Battle Royale event, and the award show and the quiz, and it's it's basically the Christmas special. I have. Spent so much fucking time. I'm surprised the missus hasn't divorced me. Hey, I have spent so much fucking time trying to organize everything for next week, and I've still got more to do. Um, but yeah, you know, I did a tweet uh, on Twitter that um, took me nearly half an hour to type it up. I went through and tagged every single person who's been nominated so far. Um, please don't forget to go in, folks, scan every single category and vote or nominate. It's not too late to nominate someone. Share it on Twitter that you've nominated them so you can get more people in there. Um, you know, we've got some uh, rather interesting results coming. As I said, it is just a popularity. This isn't, um, you know, concrete that this is the best or whatever. It's just meant to be a bit of fun. Um, yeah, getting some videos made up um, by um, my Serbal who I want to give a shout-out to as well, Evan Travis. Um, he's done a lot of the uh, animations for the podcast, um, the outro and the intro for the podcast videos. Um, amazing fucking work. And I commissioned him to do um, actual proper videos so I can try and make it, the emphasis being the word try, to make it look as professional as possible when we do do the awards next week, folks. So, yeah, this is my hobby. Yeah. I want to give a quick shout out as well on, uh, on along those lines to Uncle Ray Ray, who actually shared the information and a link to the uh, the podcast Discord in his Discord uh, last week as well to get his uh, his minions to come and vote for him. He's uh, he'll be at the very top of the uh, uh, he's at the he's the very first one at the very top of the um, most popular streamers uh, category. Uh, so just use the reactions with the the green ticks. Um, just to just to vote on whoever it is you want to vote for, and like I say, look on the most popular streamers, and Ray Ray's at the top of the list, so definitely one worth voting for. What about you, Fourth? Any highlights from the last week or whatever for Daisy? Something that really stood out for you? Um, 
Not necessarily, to be honest. I haven't really been around much this week because I've been working so much. Mm. Um, but I'd probably stay, to be honest. Um, the leak of the tweet, uh, chocolate, the tweet of Arkansas's little meme, as I call it. Yeah. Um, and some rack hitting um, 100,000, to be honest. Those are the two that I have noticed yeah. and thought, like, oh, wow. Especially some racks, 100,000 in a week. I mean, that's kind of, well, that's insane. Yeah. When you think that, you know, you've got other mods that have been up for over a year, for example, Base One and Plus, and it's got a 600,000 and over a year, and in one week, he's already got a sixth of what we've got over a year. It's absolutely crazy, but it just shows as well how big that map is and how much it means to everyone. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd say for me, that's probably the biggest highlight for me. And what about you, fourth? Ah, fourth. What about you, Gravity? Um, I'd have to say that, I mean, in the week of time it's been since I was here last, I feel like the progression is five times what I expected. We sat there and we spoke about, you know, we're all about the community, but we need to be more community-like where it's, you know, it's not about us individually as a server owner or as a Discord server or a game server. It's all of us that are here loving the same thing and want to see it progress. And we had the the Bohemian account on Twitch. And they listened. Yeah. And I can't thank them enough for taking the time to listen. So, I don't know. I feel like my highlight is that the progression that we've had and... I guess the progression that we've had in a week is a very good step forward. And, you know, with the event and everything, there's going to be more eyes on, like, it's a community. It's not about getting DayZed, in a sense. It's that we're all here together and we're all pushing each other forward to get things done and make things better so then we can get new players. And if I look at the last 30-day numbers, we almost hit 40,000 again. Which hasn't happened since February, and yeah. before that hasn't happened since uh, e- 2014. Yeah. And the, the thing I'm loving the most, uh, Gravity, is when you go into the chats of you know, um, Smoke, um, Shroud, and people like that, and people are saying, what's Daisy like now? And overwhelmingly, the people are saying it, it's, it's better. And on that note, on that note, actually, something... I want to put out. Now, what you all need to do, every single person in here watching this live, every single person listening to it, every single person um, watching uh, this on YouTube, is you need to go in and you need to update your review. Now, I looked at my own. Uh, Mine is from um, update for 1.0 release. And I had almost 2,000 hours played at that time. Uh, so we've reached 1.0 and the game is majorly lacking in content and features that were promised. That said, I still believe the yada yada blah, but I'm not going to read my whole review. But go in and check your review and edit it because Daisy is a, a long, long way from what it was at. Um, now, uh, where do I see... Um... Please stop. I didn't even realise you could edit a review once yep. you posted it. Yep. I guess view all my reviews and then it will allow you to select it from there. 
So I'm just looking for Santa where Robert. it shows um, the overall store, uh, store page. That's where it'll be. Oh, scroll all the way up. And there should be a store page. Yeah, it's the first one. Store page. It's underneath stuff. Recent reviews, very positive. All reviews mixed. So go in. Check if you've done an update and fucking change it. Give it a good, honest review. You know, we all know it's still got a lot of features that need to have some work on it. Um, but get in there and and check it. You know, I'm going I'm to put a tweet out. Um, or did I already do that, Brim? Did I already put a tweet out about that? About what? About updating your review for the store page. Uh, I don't remember seeing one. No, we'll get that done. Uh, and then we'll get people to share it and try and get people to go back in there and, and review it overall because it's come a long, long way uh, from where it was. Fucking hell, yeah. Brim. We are like a married couple. I do that with my missus, mate. Have I already done that, Doug? <laughs> <laughs> your car keys are where you left them, dear. <laughs> Following on from what um, Gravity Wolf said, though, about the um, player pop, um, fluctuating and changing and stuff like that. The amount of people I've seen over the years saying that, you know, Daisy is a dying game or it's a dead game and that it's not going to be long until it dies off. It just goes to show with all these people coming back to the game, like with the release of the mouse, that it's nowhere near dead. And bearing in mind, it's been what, a year of modding? Yeah, and look at all the mods that have come out. And I think honestly, this is honestly just now modding's been enabled on Daisy. I think this is literally just the start. And I wouldn't be surprised if yeah. with all the mods that are gonna keep on coming out and all the talent that keeps on popping up everywhere, I wouldn't be surprised if Daisy gets even a higher peak than what it's got now. I don't know what the dev team's personal roadmap looks like right now. I haven't seen it in a very long time. Uh, I would just personally like to see a spot in the roadmap for 2021 where it's just bug fixing. Yep. I think we Maybe talked about that last week. Polish yeah, what they've got. a little bit more features to uh, give a little bit of features, not too many new things, because you always have to make sure the console guys have something fresh and new because they don't have modding. So always make sure that you give them something. But in the end... Let's get this as stable as possible. Yes. They said tune in next week. Ooh, Ooh, spicy. Okay. That's a, that's a spicy a meatball. A spicy now you're, your chips. Now you're just leading us on. <laughs> They're like Arkansas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're such a tease, Daisy. I like it. I like it a lot. Don't clip that. Someone Please better, don't clip it. Someone, someone better be fucking buying me dinner for all this teasing, I tell you. <laughs> I've got it right here for you, mate. The bag with your name on it. <laughs> you can fuck right off. <laughs> okay, folks. Um, that's a three and a half hour show. Another really long one. Um, thank you for so, so much for coming on, mate. Um, it, Thanks for having me. Space Building Plus, mate. Dump Ride just said it before. Um, he's uh, one of the team behind the new Dawn DayZ servers. Uh, Base Building Plus is much loved by me and our server. Um, and the reaction from everyone in chat, mate, about the changes you guys have got coming. Um, I know for me personally, I've prayed for 
a base building mod that enabled people the freedom to do what your mod is going to allow them to do. You want to build a McMansion, you can build it. You want to lock down an existing structure, you can build it. Um, I'd love to see you take on those couple of suggestions, the trader window um, and defenses of some sort. You know, booby trap grenades would probably be the easiest, but I'd love to see what crazy shit you guys can come up with. Another one I've always had in my mind is electrified barbed wire. I've always wondered. We were actually, we were actually, we were actually talking about that last night. We we're actually talking oh. about electrified barbed wire. We were saying about if it was possible. Um, we were all chatting, saying, "I wonder if it's possible to attach a truck battery to a fence and electrify it, and if that would actually work." And that is actually something that we're looking into. Because I was, um, I was personally disappointed when Daisy changed the barbed wire. I died to barbed wire so many fucking times. Yeah, particularly that bug with them when it was on a gate. Um, and it would yeah. still be stuck there, and then you get trapped on it, and you just you died from it. But it was lethal. It was one of the few things that you could put up. Well, it was the only thing you could put up as a defense that was lethal to a player. If they got caught in that barbed wire, yeah. they were dead in seconds. Um, yeah, punji oh, yeah, pit. There's another one: a punji pit, a trapdoor that you can leave um, unlocked, and then they walk through your base and they fall through and they get impaled on punji uh, stakes. That's a bloody good idea. Yeah, us evil. I imagine that would be easy <laughs> <Yeah>. to do. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to. I think what I'm gonna have to do just from the chat, obviously, here, um, and all the ideas that I've seen popping up in chat and what you guys have given me, I'm gonna have to go back now to the team and be like, Look, this is what people have said. I think we should, you know, look into this and see if we can add this in because there's a lot of ideas, um, like I said today about you know all the testing and whatnot on the server there's a lot of ideas that people come up with that i would never think about Johnny um, bravo for electrified barbed wire could you not use the defibrillator effect when you use it on a conscious player there's an idea oh yeah johnny See, bravo. there we go another idea <laughs> there we go look another idea that's popped can up can i right say now, as well those up. videos you shared i know you've got them unlisted at the moment uh, but share yeah. them put them out of public I think people would be really, 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 really interested. And just say, this is beta. Um, you know, do a voiceover, maybe re-edit them, a voiceover. Hi, yeah. guys, this is Fourth from Base Building Plus. Just wanted to let you guys know what we've been working on in the background because the inspiration for me getting you on this show was the video showing where you guys were clipping and how much smoother it is now compared to what I remembered. Um, so if mm. you guys did a bit of that, you could generate some serious hype around your mod because... Um, there's a lot of servers out there looking for an alternative to expansion mod. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, if the people, if people will on a, um, I would honestly didn't think many people would really be bothered about seeing the videos. But if people want to see them, I'll unlist them and I'll re-edit them. And obviously, like I said, I do plan on doing the um, little like modding tutorial things as well for people that want to get started. Obviously, I won't do anything too complex straight away, but it'll just be the basics of how I started out um because obviously you know you learn the basics and then you can basically do whatever so well it'd be a great I'm way for them to get some feedback as well, well Brim. So. put a video out um and say you know this is even if you just put out hi guys we're looking for some ideas anyone got some ideas for um defenses that we could have that you could you know upgrade a wall or something like that and you just saw our uh, i've got 14 people watching me i'm not sure how many you've got brim but amongst our small little community we've already given you some ideas imagine what the hundreds yeah. of thousands of others out there could provide you with the way of ideas to 
you know, make base building plus the go-to for base building. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like I said, I'm going to take all these ideas. I've wrote, I've actually been writing them down as you've been um, as you've been saying them, and I'll take them back to the team um, whenever we next talk and be like, look, this is what I've got. This is what people have said. You know, what do you reckon we can add in in this amount of time frame? Because obviously yeah. we've still got tons to do. Um, mm-hmm. But obviously, you know, all the base defenses and whatnot, we'll have to decide, do we want them in the main mod or do we want them in the separate item pack? Yeah. Um, but obviously, you know, I'm sure that a lot of the people in the chat that have been watching and commenting all this and you guys as well are going to see your ideas in the mod. Um I think it's time for me to uh step up my game and start <laughs> grinding out modeling and 3D mod- uh modeling and texturing <laughs> and start getting some of these ideas made. It's gonna be days and days and days and days and days of modeling and yep. modeling modeling. Yep. A lot of trial and error. But no, I uh I appreciate you uh having me on the podcast and obviously showcasing. I hope and everyone's, you know, excited for when it releases um but yeah i don't really want to say to be honest i'm just happy to be here and happy to show off what the team's done so far and we were honored to be the place you chose to show it off mate it was amazing to watch wasn't it brim yeah yeah it was really good it's like you say it's uh it's nice to see that there's a that there's there's going to be a a really really good alternative um you know to to with the base building you know base building is one of those things that's i think is a point of contention for a lot of people um so to to get a really good base building mod out there uh, you know it's already good as it is but to make you know to make the good great is is going to be really really interesting to watch you know i reckon i reckon there is a a possibility for you guys to do the uh, uh defenses as a separate mod because i'm even thinking um you know just um the we've talked about it a few times you know how much i miss the tripwire grenade i hate landmines of a passion there's no skill um they're op they're just a troll item in the game um for the most part um but you know something like um uh the tripwire grenade was fantastic because you had to get the sticks you had to find the wire you had to get the grenade. You had to craft the trip wire. Then you have to unpin the grenade. You have to attach the grenade. Make sure you don't trip the wire like I did the first time I set one up. Um, yeah, you know, just little things like that could be fantastic even on servers like day one, which don't have bases. They just have stashes. So you could build a few booby traps around your stash, a punji pit, you know, something like that. Yeah. Um, a variation on the um on the uh bloody uh bear trap. Yeah, that's the thing that DZ I feel is lacking is the defenses. So if we can come up with something to um, groundbreaking, make the game more fun and also more annoying at the same time for raiders, I think that would be very, very, very good. Like mm. an addition to a lot of servers. I think what we lack the most is um, electronic items. So you have the generator, you have a light. What else? would you add to the generator one um idea i've got for the mod that um i um come up with is a hydroponic set um so it grows um and makes um you know for the the, basically if if it's a possible thing to do i'm not sure of the mechanics um but increases the yield of a crop um so it basically acts like a fertilized crop and um 
you can have it in inside and um yeah grows faster grows yeah just something different and meat safe is another one um i've got uh, but that's not an electronic one um it's designed for bases that don't have a generator or a solar panel um so that you can store meat and prolong the um life of it <clears throat> I got a question in my chat for you modder guys. Can adding planks to walls or gates create a higher health equal large time to raid? Um, not in vanilla. Vanilla is stuck with the um, standard uh, settings, but um, I'm certain that's um, with the base building plus mod, there's different tiers. Um, yeah, so you can do um, increased types of walls, you know, from the, the basic wood to the metal to the concrete. And different yeah, well, it, now. yeah, I think I believe with the um, with Basement Plus, we have the config, which means you can set the amount of materials it would take to break a certain tier. So I believe it's all server configurable. Yeah, um, that's more like Chopper's end, but I believe that the server owners themselves can change it to basically whatever they want. Yeah, but yeah, thanks once again, guys. Thank you all so, so much. Gravity Wolf, as always, welcome. Same goes for you, Fourth. If you're ever watching the show and you've got something you would like to add, any previous guest on the show, uh, we never remove the role. You're welcome to jump back in. You can ambush us like Fubar Bundy did. That was still one of my favourite moments of the podcast. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to go back and find that clip and uh, for our for our new <sighs> podcast, TikTok, just for shits and giggles. We were shit-talking Fubar Bundy and uh, he just happened to be watching and he jumped in and joined the Discord. Um, and that was back uh, in the early days of the podcast, and I actually had it so that he could kick people from the channel as well. Uh, I asked everyone to blow me a kiss on my birthday, and he kicked everyone from the channel. It really hurt my feelings. I was like, fuck me. It Jesus was so Christ. Good. That was so harsh. good. We oh, all I thought something guy. had gone really wrong with Discord. We were all like, oh, fuck, everything's broken. What's happened here? Like, Discord's just kicked us all out. And then all of a sudden we join back in and all you just hear is Fuba like, mwahaha, you bastard. <laughs> but no, thank you so, so much, guys. Um, it, I, I love doing this. And the feedback from the viewers is the all, all the fuel we need. We love the feedback from you guys, whether it's in chat, on Twitter, um, in the Discord or on the uh, comments for the videos. Um, yeah, it's, it, 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 you know, Brim, this is our hobby, mate, but we love doing it, don't we? Yeah, yeah, it's something to look forward to every week, you know, and there's, uh, in the world we're living in nowadays at the moment with all the shit that's going on in the world, it's nice to have a, have a little something to uh, to look forward to on a, on a weekly basis. It is, it is. I love doing it. I, I just, I'm always constantly amazed each and every week. Okay, folks, thank you all so, so much for watching. Unfortunately, I can't raid anyone on um, YouTube. Um, well, are you continuing on, Brim? Uh, no, I will be I will be going and raiding uh, someone in a minute as well because I've got some uh, some bits and bobs to sort out. No worries. Guys, thank you once again. Fourth, you're a legend, mate. Keep up the good work. Um, very excited to see where you go with the mod. Um, chat. Thank you so, so much for watching. We will see you next week when we get to give back to you guys uh, for all the support you've given us over the last 39 weeks um, with our special Christmas spectacular. Um, fourth, you are invited to come back and um, uh, say Merry Christmas to everyone, mate. Yeah, we're sure to. Awesome. All the best, everyone.
Say bye bye. Just one oh, one last quick thing, actually, while I'm here. Very quickly, I've just put in both of our chats there. The uh, uh, it's a one stop shop. It's called Linktree, and it's uh, it's basically got all the links you need to find anything podcast related. Anywhere you can find it, the Discord, anywhere that we stream it, the YouTube, the uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, everything. TikTok. The new TikTok that I've set up. Broom is managing the TikTok. He's doing the TikToking. Yeah. We're TikTokers now, folks. With TikTokers, we're, I, oh, promise, I, I can't promise. I can't promise that there won't be any dodgy dancing. It might end up happening at some point. You know what TikTok's like, but uh, yeah, quick link I, I, there. We, it's got every, need, everything you need. We need someone to do fucking WeChat and Instagram and all that other shit. I, I just, it took me forever to learn Twitter, let alone learn fucking all this other stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's not easy. It's not easy. WeChat. I don't even know what WeChat is. <laughs> yeah, I, don't I, I, I don't know I, I think i've heard the word my son might have mentioned it or something snapchat or wechat I th- or whatever i, th- I think it's if i'm not mistaken i think it's like a chinese version of facebook or something similar uh, if i'm not mistaken but i could okay. be wrong okay folks all the best we will see you next week i've got to get some beauty sleep it's almost 4 a.m love you long time everyone say bye-bye cheers guys see you next week guys bye. and ciao for now